Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Podcast, the cannabis podcast for budding enthusiasts. As always, you're joined by your host, Heavy Days, here from the Upside Down Library, and we would like to give a big shout out to our sponsors who help make the show happen. Seeds here now, number one in the industry, not just for genetics, but also for their incredible customer service. If you're not happy at the end of the growth, hit them up. They'll fix you up. They only stock breeders they know and vouch for, and they got all the biggest, latest drops, hottest breeders, everything you could want. Go check them out. Seeds here now. Likewise, in order to assess your genetics and find the best phenotype, you need to have a happy and healthy garden. And in order to do that, we recommend you check out our friends at Coppet Biological Systems. These guys have all the best predators and feeds in the game to keep your garden pest and pathogen free, ready to give you the best crop to date. Check out the Spidex Vital or the Par M, both designed for cannabis environments to help your plants thrive and be pest and pathogen free. Coppet Biological Systems, shout out guys. Likewise, shout out to our friends at Promix. You know them, you love them. They've produced great media over the years, but now they've got an incredible mycorrhizal product for you, Promix Connect. With the highest guarantee on viable spore count in the game, it is the best option. Check out Promix Connect for increased resin, increased terpene, increased yield, increased everything. I don't need to tell you about Mycorrhiza, guys. You know it. Get the best on the market. You won't regret it. Promix Connect, thank you very much. Finally, huge shout out to our friends at Charlie's Cannabis. Family owned, veteran operated, craft flour, everything single source production, nothing sourced from outside. Everything they sell from the pre-rolls to the flour is absolute top quality. Trust me, guys, you really want to support a good brand, good people behind it. Charlie's Cannabis, get all over it, guys. Top quality, fire. And last but not least, a huge shout out to the Patreon supporters. You guys are the lifeblood of the show. You help make episodes happen. Please go check it out at patreon.com forward slash the podcast. Unheard episodes, exclusive content. Check it out. On this episode, we're joined by the crowd favorite, the skunk warrior himself, the head honcho of Dominion Seed Code, Duke Diamond VA. Here to chat genetics, plans for the future, what he's been up to, so much more. Let's get into it. Alrighty, my friends, we are back for another one. And on this one, a huge welcome to the True Skunk Commander, the man behind Dominion Seed Co., Keeper of the Fire, a very special man to me indeed. Duke Diamond, welcome back on the show, my friend. Thank you, buddy. Good to be here. As always, good to have you on. How are you doing today? Ah, oh, man, doing spiffy. Doing spiffy. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I um, I had like uh, the probably the first dab I've had in probably years last night, and I feel like I have a bong over so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> that will happen. Like, yeah, it's not going away. <laughs> yeah, like it was good in the moment. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty high again. Um, but yeah, wow. Because it's like I when it, sometimes when you talk to people who don't smoke weed often, they say that. They're like, oh, the next day you feel real foggy. And it's like, I feel that right now. Oh, yeah. Tolerance is good and down. But yeah, save a lot of money that way. <laughs> 
right? And how about yourself? Have you been able to partake in anything or you still need to abstain for a bit? Yeah, definitely got to gotta abstain for the uh, for the time being. Probably this time next year I'll be I'll be good to go. But like I said, that tolerance will be good and new. It'll be like the first time again. That's awesome. Uh, dude, I'm I'm jealous. I took a two-week break about a year ago. Even two weeks. God, I can only imagine a year's going to be so good. Oh, man. I remember what happened the last time. I got off the paper, and then I went and blazed. And uh, shit, before I even blew the second toke out, man, I was like, I should probably left that at one. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, I was fucking blasted. When you when when that happened last time, what was the first thing you smoked? Was it something where you were like, "Oh man, I'm just so itching for this"? Um, well, I had done a, uh, I had an outdoor, and by the time it was chopped and ready, that was about the time when uh, I was off the off the paper, and it was uh, fucking some outdoor Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, there you go! Shout out Subcool. Yeah, man, he uh. Like right when I got out, he was like, "Yep, you want some beans?" I was like, "Yep." <laughs> so he sent them on the sent them on the way, and fucking forty eight hours later, they were pop. You know, fucking um, ready to ready to rock and roll, man. Beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. And if we sort of fast forward now, is there anything that's sort of front runner in your mind where you're like, once I'm able to, that's going to be the one I'm hitting first? Yeah, I've, I've been thinking through it through my mind, and I think uh, I think it's going to be some eagle, some screaming eagle. I was thinking like, ah, oh, it should be some free bird, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the eagle though. <clears throat> yeah, I I still so fondly remember that eagle from years ago. You, it, I don't know if they're all like this, but the one I tried from you, it was like had that sort of citrus vibe to it. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, it's like that rainbow candy, lemony, citrusy type type shit going on. Yeah, that was the was definitely a dominant one amongst all the all the all the phenos, you know. Out of curiosity, I had thought about this years ago, and I was looking at the genetics, and I was like, "Oh man, where did this flavor come from?" Because in my mind, I was like, "I can't see the clear parent where it's like, oh, it's from this." What was it in your mind? Um, that that purpley candy rainbow type thing was coming from that from that 88 and then that that citrusy side that was definitely out of the out of the airborne ah there you go that makes sense because i don't know why but for the longest time i thought is this kandahar got like something funky going on in it and no no it was uh it's like i I could like distinctly taste it you know especially from blazing each one you know individually I was like, yeah, you can. It's like the perfect little blend of, you know, it's like harmony, symmetry thing going on. I was like, wow, that's super cool because that that doesn't happen much where you get, you know, a good mix of flavor. You know, it's a very rare thing, and it worked out really good that way. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. I guess the first thing to maybe clear the air, although probably everyone's aware, is uh, you recently got out of jail. Would you be able to tell us a little bit more about that if you're willing to? Yeah, um, yeah, I was just uh, was down. I was, you know, was in the uh, jail for a while while I was, you know, going through the motions and you know fighting shit and um, 
just waiting on them because like literally everything came to a screeching halt normally the process like goes through a whole lot quicker um because of covid they were shutting ports down and everything else so amongst every other thing that was you know fucking up uh that was that so stayed a unusually long time uh there i think it was just over a year just just sitting there in the in that fucking jail and then uh once I did that and, you know, they, 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 they come to you, you know, you can sign off fake, you know, whatever guilty. So it's like kind of an option. It's like, once they got you there, you're not getting out. Um, you can either, you know, take the next three to five years fighting it, spend shit tons of money and have your pride and be like, yeah, see, I was right. Or, you know, it's like you're <laughs> the chances of winning are, not good they have like a 99 percent conviction rate even if you're right they're like no you're wrong because uh we say so so um you can either do that or you know you can look at like the time and look at the maximum that you're that you're looking at losing so if you're looking like say 24 to 30 months or something like that you're like all right two and a half years and i'm already you know about a year into it with good time and everything you know be about another year um do i do that or do i spend three to five years and a shit ton of money staying here just to lose you know and and that ensures that hey you're definitely going to get the high end either way so it's like you know you gotta you gotta make that call you gotta put up your fight you know what i mean let them know like you know you need business and shit um but there comes a point where it's just you know you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna get the fair shake at it so wants to sign off get fucking you know plead guilty get sentenced or whatever um it's 29 months um so i got like you know a year already you know knocked off of it you know with a good time and everything you know it's like gonna be another year um so then it's like all right now you can finally like start your journey of getting done so they're gonna throw you on con air you're gonna go to the you know go to prison um and there's like an intermediate step um there's like a transit hub in oklahoma but they closed it down because of covid so there was all maximum security state joint that they had closed down a private corporation bought it out so they were just sticking us all there we were we were doing normally in transit you're doing like a day to three days but this turned into many months and uh that place was just fucking off the chain man and um so then uh, once you're getting shipped out of there, you get back on Con Air, and then you hit your, uh, your final destination, which was uh, Florence, uh, Florence, Colorado. And um, then, you know, just wrapped it up there. And, uh, yeah, got out on the uh, on the second. And that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And it was good to, good to be back and get a hold of everybody and, you know, see everybody's good and everybody hitting you up, you know. And, it's, it's real nice, a lot of, lot of love out there. So it's a pretty, pretty awesome thing. Yeah, that's so fantastic to hear you're out. I'm sure a lot of the community sort of rallied behind that. Just to clarify, because I know a lot of people had asked, are you willing to disclose with us why you ended up going to jail? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, like I was telling you earlier, it's like, it's free. It's on the internet. You can read all about it, you know, all the, all the sentencing shit and everything um felon in possession of a firearm and like some people are like why 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 it's like straight up you know 
Um, it's a fucking crazy place. People are shooting up fucking Walmarts and fucking whacking people in fucking grocery stores and shit like that. Um, I, you know, I was very adamant. I'm not going to be that guy that's going to get fucking shot up. I'm not going to watch a bunch of, you know, random people just get fucking mowed down. My family's not going to get fucking hurt or friends are not going to get hurt if, if I'm there. And I'm like, you know, they'll say anything. I'd, I'd rather, uh, rather get caught with it than without it. Unfortunately, you know, got caught with it, but you know, that's the, that's the price, price that you pay. Now, was it a good decision? Uh, I don't know. Probably not, but that's, you know, given the, 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 the way the climate was then, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was kind of, just a, it's a gamble, but at the same note, and shit was fucking going nuts, man. So, you know, I made my, made my decision. I stand by it and, uh, you know, had to go away, do my time. And, you know, I can do, say, you know, I did my time and walk around with my, with my head up and my shoulders back, you know? So, um, can't, uh, can't make that risk anymore. Cause then they hit you with like that repeat, repeat offender basically is what it is. So, and then that's too much time to look at, you know, like <laughs> you can look at it like a risk and reward thing. And, um, yeah, that it would just be too much. So, uh, just have to keep it at, uh, keep it at a knife and, um, just, I guess, stay away from Walmart and, you know, most of the civilization, I guess, if, uh, you know, yeah, world's just, man, world's going crazy, you know, just have to, you know, flip the t- coin toss and it's like, all right, fuck it, got to go to the grocery store, you know? Yeah, no, look, that's that's brilliant to get clarification on that. And I think a lot of people can understand where you're coming from with that. And, you know, as you said, the world's going crazy. And something I specifically wanted to ask is, you've, uh, for better or worse, been away pretty much all through COVID. And I wanted to ask you specifically, I remember seeing some news stories about how people in jails weren't really being protected or looked after properly in regards to COVID. Do you have any sort of experiences or insights around that at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, just flat out, like, you know, your, your society's unwanted. Um, I mean, just cut and dry, man. They don't give a fuck about you. You can live, you can die. They, they don't care. Um, you're in human storage. You're just, you're there. Um, not saying that every one of them is a cold blooded piece of shit. There are some caring people, but even, uh, even if they do, um, the rest of that machine isn't going to cater to that one person. Be like, oh, well, you know, this guy's drowning in his own lung fluid over here. You might want to get him out. Like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll look into it. Got to pencil them in or something. So, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they were just, yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty bad just cramming up you know people together and it's got to the point where like especially right when it happened they're just like looking in the units they don't even want to come in um there's looking like it's a room full of zombies you know what i mean so i just let everything fly and like normally like there's a big fight or you know some people stabbing each other they're gonna run in and stop it not in there it just it just ran ran fucking rampant uh at first there were times where they weren't even uh feeding us they didn't even want to come near the door. Um, I guess they were just scared shitless, you know, about just the, you know, the thought of COVID. You know, it was spreading around pretty, pretty rapidly. And uh, you just had guys trying to look out for guys to, to do the best, but 
there's nothing you can do. You know, it's not the extent of it is like try to get them some water out of a toilet sink to make sure that at least they got things stay hydrated. Um, there's really not much else you can do as no medications or anything like that. So you just kind of just watch them die or, you know, get really sick and slowly recover. And that's about, it's about the end of that, you know. Wow, it really does sound as bleak as lot like what many of the news reports said. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really uh, it was really bad, man, really really bad. And like you know, there'd be a TV on, and the whole time it's on, um, they have the fucking death toll number just going up, going up, going up, and everybody's just sitting there thinking like, oh fuck, you know, this is it. You know, and here we are, we're stuck in here and there's nothing nobody can do. So uh, it was, it wasn't looking good. It definitely was not looking good for, for everything. And I was like, man, you know, this can't be, this can't be the fucking end. It can't, can't go down like this. So, um, you know, you just, uh, just kind of, you know, cross your fingers and um, hope for the best and hope you don't, uh, hope you don't catch that shit, but you, you're crammed in so fucking close. Like in this one unit, there's like 80 fucking people and there's two toilets. Two fucking toilets, one for pissing and one for shitting. And there's nothing around them. They're just like kind of just sitting in the middle of the floor. And there's, there's industrial ones, you know, so when you hit the butt, shoot this huge aerosol effect up in the air. So that's spreading shit. Um, there's no soap available, you know, like to give to you. So people that got no money or whatever, they can't even afford to get some soap to take a shower, let alone wash their hands. So it was just filthy, fucking filthy fucking place too. So it was like, well, you know, it, it's definitely, definitely not looking good. Uh, I didn't end up, uh, I didn't end up catching it. I was thinking, thinking like, you know, as all them years being at like Emerald Cup and everything and that fucking look flu that would go around every year, I think like it built up some type of super immunity or some shit. Like, I didn't. Uh, thank God, you know, I didn't. I didn't catch that. <laughs> Who would have thought all those years of hitting random joints and blunts might have paid off for the cannabis community? <laughs> it might have, man. It might have. I don't know about everybody else, but yeah, yeah. I thought about. It. I was like, you know, I've been exposed to a lot of fucked up shit, man. So maybe my immune system will stay rock solid, and I won't, uh, won't, won't get this shit. Yeah, well, look, very happy to hear you You didn't end up uh, contracting it yourself. You know, it's sort of funny you mentioned that because when, when like sort of in the early stages of when COVID came out, a research paper came out from China which basically showed that people who smoke cigarettes are at a reduced chance of contracting the virus. And I won't go too much into the details, but basically one of the receptors in your lungs gets downregulated from smoking cigarettes and that's the same receptor the virus uses to enter the cells and there was a lot of controversy around like do we announce this because we're worried you know is everyone going to start <laughs> smoking to avoid yeah COVID? i was gonna say this this public health service announcement sponsored by philip morris sponsored <laughs> by philip morris yeah <laughs> oh good stuff good stuff well i mean look obviously having never experienced it myself i say this with a, a grain of salt but I, i'm sure there's rarely uh, an abundance of overwhelmingly positive things to occur from being in jail. But I was wanting to ask you, did you have any sort of revelations or insights? Is, is there any sort of new views on life you feel like you've sort of developed 
since having had this experience and now being free? Um, not like the first time, because after the first time, yeah, definitely, you know, um, you get all that self reflection time and see things, do things, and then you get out and, you know, everything smells better, tastes sweeter, you know, all that good stuff. Um, so I already had that and that never, that never went away. Um, out of it, you know, I've always tried to, you know, make the best of every day, no matter what I'm doing or where I'm at. Um, and I just took the time to uh, come up with ideas. And I was doing a lot of writing uh, at nighttime when it was uh, doors locked and it's safe and quiet and you're able to, you know, concentrate. And uh, yeah, I was working on working on writing a book. And, um, like I said, just coming up with a with a good good solid uh game plan to, so when i hit hit back home you know i could i could hit the ground running and everything um and just like on the last bit um it's a, it's the same <laughs> anybody that ever gets locked up and asked them the same thing you really get to see who's with you and who ain't with you right and um you know it's it's the same every time you know i got to see that on the last one and i got to see it on this one too so it was good to like, you know, you see where people really stand. People are like really, really with you, you know, ride or die motherfuckers. Um, they're going to be there. Um, people that are against you, um, you know, of course, they're going to take those opportunities to hate or talk shit or whatever. And then you're going to have people that you thought were going to be there that end up not being there. So a lot of people say, you know, it's a bummer, you know? And yeah, it is. It's like, it's bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, the, you know, it's hurtful. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, fucking imagine going through life uh, with people that you think are like that just to find out that they're not way later down the road. And um, I'm always I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm a thankful, thankful person. Just it's good to know, you know, so that way when I do move on, like, I, you know, I know who's who. And that's that's a great that's a great fucking thing. So out of all of it, yeah, just, you know, the time management coming up with, you know, things to do. And then, um, you know, there's a little working out, you know, the normal, normal shit, you know, but um, writing, that was cool. And just, uh, you know, seeing like, you know, some real, got some real solid motherfuckers uh, in my corner, you know. Yeah, so many uh, relevant topics you just touched on. We'll we'll come back and touch on some of them other other ones shortly. But I did want to follow up quickly on your book. I think you've really generated a bit of a buzz because many people like myself have seen, you know, little bits and tibbits of the book come out through, you know, maybe you've posted a soil mix here, maybe you've posted a something else there. When do you anticipate it might be finished and what sort of things can people hope to learn from this book? Well, I hate to put a timeline on it because like it's all written, you know, and I got to type it up. My spelling is just atrocious, man. Like I'm just horrible. There's so many grammatical errors, I'm sure. Like, so um, I'm guessing, you know, like between typing it all back up, fixing all that um continuing to add to it because there was like some a lot of things i didn't have access to some art supplies so there's a lot of things i wanted to draw you remember my old sketches and everything i would draw up when i include stuff like that good charts and like things that i really need access to like 
printer and you know the computer to 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 do certain charts and things like that because it, it's like a big it's a reference type thing it's a how to plus plus a reference so you got to put all that together and then you got to uh, you know have somebody look at it, you know last you know outside eyes do any you know editing needed after that then go through to the to the public and some and I couldn't couldn't put a definitive timeline on it but what people can look out of it is like if you were and maybe not necessarily new to growing but you're setting up a new spot um you know guiding people through literally setting up the space just to begin with plumbing electrical teaching a little bit of electrical electrical theory like things safety um you know, so it's like if you got to delve into some electrical, you can go to that. And if you're comfortable with it, then by all means, you can you can go ahead and do it. Or if you just want to know, you got your friend doing it, that's cool too. But literally setting up the space for success before you even get started, because so many people would just jump right into a space and start duct taping and super gluing and Velcro and all around them. And then they're struggling the whole time and never catch up because they didn't you know, do the important thing first, get the space straight, the environment straight. Um, yeah, soil mixes, um, a couple of different regimens that people could choose from, depending on your, you know, what's in your pocket, availability, you can mix and match, whatever. But trying to keep it very definitive, like, this isn't like, you know, if you're reading this, it's like, just do this, do this, do this, do this, do it this way, do it, just don't deviate from it. After you do it, then at least you got you got a good you know, baseline of you know success. So if you do said, okay, well, I want to try this, try that, you can do that. But at least you know, like, hey, this did better, this did worse. You at least have your baseline. So it's good for the like so the new the new person wanting to wanting to get into the organics and everything. Plus, like a lot of references and shit like that to you know um, you know like a metric metric conversion tables and stuff like that. They're, you know. It, it comes in handy. I mean, we all got smartphones and shit like that, but sometimes it's good just to have it, have it in a book real quick where you can just highlight it or go right back to it. And in a nutshell, that's it. I was going to include some of the other writing I did with it, but I think it's just too much. So we just keep that as one thing. And then the other book, just keep that as, uh, you know, a book, book all its own. Uh, when you say writings, what sort of writings are we are we talking like Unibomber manifesto type stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, just uh, personal personal stories, um, things like that. Um, you know, thoughts. You know, thoughts and you know, shit about uh, you know variety variety of different things. Just the world seen through you know another another set of eyes and a crazy brain, I guess. <laughs> I love it, like the the modern day Marcus Aurelius meditations. It sounds it sounds good, and I I want to put it out there now so everyone knows I officially called dibs on editing the book. Oh man, you be my editor. <laughs> we got to do it, do it, like you know, like it's cool because like I still use use like in uh, color and favorite and stuff like that. So it's cool because I, I think y'all still do that over there too. So it, it'll work out. Sounds good. Sounds good. One of the fan submitted questions we got was, 
they sort of wanted to know first of all was it going to be a more general or a specific book about growing and you sort of answer it's going to be more general it's going to be like laying out all the options and people choose their own path but one question that did get asked was for some of your more notable strains particularly uh people were asking about the hoodoo i think that's just become a really popular one will you maybe provide like a a specifically dialed in sort of info page or do you just want to keep it quite broad um yeah with something like a book like that you kind of you kind of got to keep it broad but with with every pack that they got there were like specific tidbits always on the back of every pack like what to do week to week um if you need to supplement more or less or something um so they can kind of you know if they just if you were to stick to like the baseline of like how i'm growing in this book and it, it's not going to deviate from what i'm i'm personally doing so if a person isn't deviating from that your environments you know in the in this you know span of acceptable um the same as mine ultimately at the end if you do everything as as said me and this other person we should have the same result so anything in detail that i would write about it was already you know it was already on the back of that back of that back card yeah certainly i i think that's one of the things people view you as notable for was giving that really sort of in-depth information around the cultivars well the final sort of uh fan submitted question we got around this topic was they sort of asked the question of along the lines of like you know there's so many different ways you can skin a cat in relation to growing organically they were just sort of wondering obviously you've got your own style do you have any thoughts on the alternative styles of growing like you know i know that you don't do like a pure no-till thing but you do obviously do organic amended bases do you have any thoughts on the other styles or do you think it's just personal preference sort of thing um personal preference and like what works for you um you know i've i've just like i said whatever person wants to do um all means like whatever works for you and your space on your budget like no two people are exactly the same so like i just know i like the way the way i do it and i've tried you know different other ways i just felt that for my space and my style and you know what what i was doing was working best for me um so like and that's that's the thing is like there's like so so many ways it's gonna cut and a lot of people will get info from here and info from there and they kind of muddle it up and sometimes it runs them into a uh into a jam so that's why i was like i wanted just to keep it very definitively and like the difference is is like like i'm talking about different different approaches to it and when i say different approaches it might just be you know here's here's a regimen but the alternative to that if you don't have any money you know you can do this and and still get to that same same part and even alternatively to that if it's a dire emergency and you know it's going to be more with um you know fixing problems is like here's a source of this that you can go to that could be found at a at a grocery store you know what i mean um things things like that little macgyver shit yeah that's going to be very helpful i think because a lot of people will find them in those situations Mm -hmm. so I guess I think one of the it's sort of an obvious question to ask but I I, want to ask it in a sense is you know people are also curious on top of my own interest 
Do you plan in the future to return to your breeding to get Dominion back up and running or do you plan to do things slightly different to how they were before you left, when the time's right, that is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, when the time's right, yeah, full speed ahead. Um, Yeah, it's just the same thing. Um, You know, just uh, taking my time through it and not being in a rush and putting out putting out good work for people um you know and i got a lot of other like you, you've already heard you know i got a lot of other little projects like that book uh you even inspired me i'm gonna do my own little podcast but it's gonna be Fuck different yeah. yeah it's gonna be a way way different uh type approach and everything and it's not gonna be 100 percent um canna based you know what i mean so um i just know you know i met a lot of interesting there a lot of interesting cool people and talk about different shit because like <clears throat> we're all into all types of different stuff it's like that the scene or industry or whatever you're into it's like people just look down like tunnel vision like oh that's all this person does it's like well no like i had so many other things surrounding this in my life that you know i like to do and stuff and like you know you, you know me so um you know, I'm into all types of cool, different little hobbies and shit like that, interesting, fun stuff. And uh, I think a lot of other people are too. Um, it's just that while we're talking about something we're really passionate about, that's all that really gets brought up, you know. But once you really get to talking and knowing somebody, you might find out, you know, hey, man, they were a professional bass fisherman or, or whatever. You, know, you just you never know. So um, from biochemist, uh, you know, I can all, all man. And they'll, they'll just have to tune in and uh, keep, it, keep it suspenseful. Dun, dun, dun. That's exciting. Do you have? Do you plan to just sort of some point in the future, or any sort of plans specifically? Yeah, yeah. Here in the near future, I'm gonna start working on it, but I'm gonna jam a few out before I ever start putting them out. That way, I don't I don't miss any like lapses. So that way, every week, you know, people can look forward to it being there. You know. Maybe a follow-up question to the breeding one. A lot of people were interested. Do you have access to, you know, some of the old genetics, some of the old seeds, some of the old clones, or do you envision that when you do get things back up and running, it'll be sort of a fresh start, so to speak? Um, a little bit of both. So, like, I still have all everything I had um, backed up. So, you know, and I and I did it in a fail-safe fashion too. So it's like in two places. So if anything happened, one, the other one, the other one had it. You know, and because you know, life happens, shit happens, especially when you eat regularly, right? So, um, yeah, man. So you know, I still have all all that all that stuff to you know continue any future work along lines I might have already dealt with too uh, to continue on. I had a bunch of projects that I had to put on hold that a lot of final steps were done and it was ready for that, that, that final, that final thing. So, um, you know, we, uh, I don't know, man, like it's just, I got a lot of plans man. <laughs> and you know me, I don't, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to give too much out. I don't want to show my hand too early. You know, just, you know how it is, you know how it is out there, man. Like people are, uh, always looking to copy or imitate rip off or whatever so uh, there's gonna be some there's gonna be some new some new things that uh i don't know how to yeah say it without giving it away so 
They'll just have to, <laughs> have to wait and see, right? I mean, on that train of thought, I think there's probably a lot of people who in the community have been sitting on some of your packs for a while. And I'm wondering, do you have any recommendations for people, you know, like if they're sitting on a certain thing, like, oh, man, you should really pop that one. Um, That was the thing. Like, you know, if you ever came to a show or talked to me personally, I'm like, well, you know, what should I get? I would say, well, what do you need? <laughs> Like, what are you lacking in life? What are you, what are you looking for? You know, and I'd, I'd go from there. Is it a medical necessity or a certain smell or taste you're looking for? Or, you know, and, and go from there. So I would say just, uh, you know, did pretty, I did a pretty good job on descriptions and everything. So um, kind of just look at it and see what you, what you, what you, what you want, uh, what, what you're lacking in life. And, um, and, you know, just go from there. I would say, like, if you just been sitting on them for a real long time, um, maybe get, if you got one that's, like, real old, maybe get those get those popping first because they're not getting any younger. But outside of that, man, just uh, just stick with uh, stick with your gut, what you're, what you're wanting or what you're wanting to need right now. Because obviously they bought them for some, some kind of reason, you know. Yeah, definitely. And look, you gave me a great segue there because specifically, obviously all of the Dominion releases have been very successful, but specifically I've had a lot of people message me and tell me that they've found some gold and stuff out of the the Vault series. And I guess oh, yeah. I'm wondering, do you have any future plans for sort of some Vault stuff to, or do you think it'll be more like the strict Dominion stuff going forward? Well, the, I mean, that could happen again, but a lot of the Vault stuff was like, you had things that may have been intended like, all right, you know, I want to try to do this. I want to, I want to work this line or whatever. And then you go and you try it out. You make, you make a hybrid. You're, you're going to find a male out of there. You're going to go to the next step. You make the next step. You grow them out. You're like, wow, that totally did not work out at all. However, the original hybrid that you made for that male, the females are fucking making, right? So it's, it's like, well, they're not going to do anything else. That project's not going to move forward any anymore, but the shit all all aside was awesome. So you know, just go ahead and let some let some people people enjoy that. So that was kind of the whole the whole thing with that. Yeah, definitely. I know specifically something I wanted to ask you, and I think I already know the answer. So I'm a, I'm a I'm sort of cheating myself here, but I remember you made some hybrids with. Um, Specifically, you did the eugenics male to the skunk Northern Lights five female. The hazy haze. Yeah. Oh my god, that um, that that female, like, because I, I found a clone in those seeds, and it, in my opinion, it was one of my best clones for ages. And sadly, I, I lost it when I was moving. But I just thought, man, if there's ever another chance for me to find like a, a pheno like that, I would jump on it. Do you have access to that sort of plant anymore, or is it is it gone? Um, yeah, like I've I given some seeds to a friend that said they had a bunch of bunch of stuff of mine, and um, they do. So when uh when I get around to him, I got a fucking Amish buddy. He 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 loves that shit too. It was a long story. Like back when I was working at a steel mill in Pennsylvania, and he was getting the weed out of this this bar and shit. So. Ever since then, he's been kind of stuck on it. So, um, when I get to those, uh, I have to make sure that uh, 
old Queens mail uh, <laughs> finds it finds their way to you. Uh, look, you're you're too kind. You're you're too kind. I don't, I don't know why this jumped into my head, but for some reason it did when you were sort of talking about where you've been in the past. I was wondering, I I'm not sure if you've been like 100% up to date with it all, but, I, you know, did you have any thoughts on the progression of the medical cannabis laws around Virginia, you know, because a lot of people have been excited about that since it's happened, and I was wondering, what's your thoughts? I mean, it's uh, super awesome what's going on there. Um I would say like just the biggest biggest thing I can say to them is like you fought hard to get it there. Don't stop fighting because just look at the history of every other state. Look at the progression of how 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 they work. It's basically the the corporate and government game plan, you know, they wanna they wanna take, take, take. So just look at the mistakes of everyone before you, right? And uh, you know, fight, fight, fight that plan. You know, don't don't let them take that from you. It's hard to get there. Don't let them take it from you through the guise of, you know, different rec laws and shit like that. Um, they put a law in front of you, like don't don't just stop. Oh yeah, that, that sounds great. Read the whole fucking thing. Read the fine print. The devil's in the details. So you know, the second you forget history, like that's when shit starts to repeat itself. So just stay very adamant, stay very vigilant, and you know, keep it keep it strong. You know, I know, I know how my bros and sisters are out in uh, Virginia. They, they're a rowdy fucking bunch, man. So, uh, you know, they ain't gonna, ain't gonna let nothing go easily. But just, you know, stay, stay vigilant and uh, don't, don't let them take shit. Some brilliant words of encouragement there. And I guess as a follow up, do you see a time when you might head back to Virginia to do your breeding work, or are the laws just not quite where they need to be to allow that yet? Yeah, it's it's it would still be a little too early on, but I, I saw like um the mode of action and like how, how things are supposed to be implemented. So like it's gonna be a couple of years down the road before it's there, but I'll definitely be back there just, just hanging out and you know, just you know, making trips and everything. But before I get a get to move back to the motherland, uh yeah, it's gonna be, be a couple of years before it's before it's proper ready. Yeah, sure. I mean, if we look at California under the same sort of lens and sort of analyzing the legislature they've brought in, a lot of people have been critical of 215, including myself, I'm sure yourself, for like a long time in California. And recently, I uh, had Ed Rosenthal on the show and he, he made an interesting point where he said, look, you know, could the laws be better? Sure. But at the end of the day, if you're keeping people out of jail for cannabis, that's a net win. No matter how much it could be improved, that you have to view it as a net win that we're keeping people out of jail for cannabis. And I thought, given your recent sort of, you know, uh, departure from jail, would you say that this is, you know, as much as it might be a bit of taste in people's mouth, because there's a lot of people who don't like the way their business has been affected because of it, would you agree with Ed Rosenthal in that sense in saying that keeping people out of jail should probably be the number one priority? Um, yeah, of course, because like you're saying <laughs> the words legal, recreationally legal, like the word legal. How in the fuck is anybody going to jail over something they call legal? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of absurd to me. So yeah, like yeah, people definitely shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be getting hauled off for it. 
Um, does it, does that happen? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know? So, um, and you know, maybe it's changed since they first implemented it, but, um, like Sun Grand Mids and a few other guys that are like real savvy with everything going on, these laws and everything, they were like my go-tos. And since I didn't live in the state either, um, you know, I'm, I'm only going to know what, you know, what's being shown to me and, you know, told to me. And, um, you know, when they had med or whatever, um, I guess like when they went wreck, like some of the penalties for certain things changed and it, it was, it was worse, right. Than it was beforehand. So, you know, I, um, I don't know if that was in the proposal or if that's actually what went through it was a long time ago, but I thought that, you know, I was like, man, that's kind of, kind of fucked up, man. And how is it going to be legal? And still like somebody's going to, yeah i mean you raise a brilliant point there you know the, it's almost a contradiction right the fact is legal but people still go to jail especially when you think about the the sackler family the the guys who put out what is like oxy and stuff and it's like those motherfuckers aren't going to jail and yet people with a few pounds a few plants over that yeah it's it's such a contradictory isn't it yeah yeah big big time man so, um, so yeah, like, yeah, I definitely believe like nobody should be tossed, tossed down over, over a plant. Like if you want to like make the argument like, well, they're a non-regulated grower and they're growing and doing all this. Well, I don't, I don't see that as a crime. Like, you know, but if they want to like, you know, further it and say, well, the reason why is like dude was making a million dollars and not paying tax. So, okay not paying taxes on revenue. Okay, cool, right. Of course, like, dude broke the law, whatever. But, you know, everything before that, like, if you want to grow a fucking plant, you should be able to grow a fucking plant, you know. Um, that's just that's just my, my opinion on it, you know. No, I, I think that's, that's a, a very insightful take for sure. Another one that's weird is, uh, like, Washington, D.C., it's not a state. District of Columbia, like where they make the laws and everything, you know, it's where the White House is and all that. So since it's not a state, it's governed by federal law. Um, so the other argument is like, oh, you know, and I, I'm going through that now. That's the reason I, I can't blaze. I'm on federal probation. So since weed's federally illegal, um, they say it doesn't matter what the state because the feds are going to trump over, you know, what the state says or whatnot. So, okay. So how in the fuck is weed still federally illegal when it's recreationally legal in Washington, D.C., a land governed by federal law? Like, riddle, riddle me that. Yeah, yeah, it's very contradictory, isn't it? Very, yeah, very, very contradictory, very frustrating, you know, just to think about it, you know? It's like we're almost in 2022 and still having that, still having that thought. Like, why? Like, how? Like, how? How is this still still a thing? You know? Do you foresee a time in the near future when you know some of these inconsistencies get ironed out, or do you think it's just going to nagle on forever? Um, I think as long as you got a lot of um, a lot of the old guys that are still hanging in there, um that are influenced by pharma and stuff like that, lobbyists and everything, special interest groups. 
you're going to have a lot of foot dragging. Even though if they know damn right that they're dead wrong, they're still going to do it because, you know, money or promises, whatever. And it's going to take a while. A lot of those guys start getting out or dying or whatever. Um, you know, it's weird because, like, a lot of the people that are lawmakers and everything, they're, like, really old people, really old, old school ways of, excuse me, old school ways of thought. And they're kind of, um, you know, they're kind of fucked up. Um, or, you know, I mean, it's like proven fact, you know, they, they take all the special interest money and stuff and see where it comes from. It's like, yeah, of course, you know, like Merck Pharmaceuticals is like super huge and, you know, donate all this money to this person. They're very adamant about like, hey, you know, no, I don't think it should be legal. Well, why? Oh, well, you know, the kids, because. Like, oh, actually, it shows that, like, you know, the smoking has gone dramatically down by underage people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, here's, here's some facts for you. No, no, just, no, I don't think so. Because, right. you know, because I say so. So, yeah. Maybe next time, boys, you know, that type of shit. It's insane, isn't it? How many people are guided by just feelings or religious views or contextual society stuff of like yeah it's wild yeah yeah it's really uh really really insane man and especially they keep people like pitted against each other all the time too um you know division you know that's a, that's a good way to, to keep doing what you're doing you keep people divided from coming together and you know that's that's a that's an old school trick they do it every day people still falling for that shit <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we just need to get our own cannabis lobbyists and get some equal representation. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be cool. Um yeah, a lot of money for that, man. A whole lot of money for that. We're talking a lot. Millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that they're pumping all the time. So like you gotta be able to keep up with that. That's that's a, a hard thing to do, man. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because you sort of painted uh, and actually quite a clear picture in my mind there where a lot of people in the community are really critical of brands that aren't striving to be the absolute pinnacle. You know, we always hear about how people say, oh, if you want to be the Bud Light of cannabis, go for it or whatever. And you sort of just made me realize maybe we do need more of that so that there are people who can throw millions of dollars at lobbyists because maybe maybe that's what you need, like, you know, the mass production mid-tier because maybe, yeah, like, you know, maybe Jungle Boys is never going to do it themselves. <laughs> well, I think, like, that's the thing is, like, people automatically associate anybody doing it big with meds. Because, I mean, you know, that primarily, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it is. That's not to say that there aren't going to be some people that come up and just fucking kill it and do it the right way, you know? Um you know, and do it and do it without any like outside like corporate money. There's people that self start, but you know, that's the that's the bad part about being a self starter is like you don't have all these investors, you don't have all that money. You're like fucking grinding out grassroots to, to make it big, right? So and there just hasn't been enough time for a lot of these people to shine. They're out there slugging it out. And like they're they're getting there. But um, you know, that, that time's still gonna it's still gonna come. And I think, yeah, when you do get there, then it's not gonna be like you know, he said the Bud Light weed. I mean, yeah, you know, that's right. But, you know, it's not to say somebody can't, you know, 
take what they're doing and still keep quality high and then also keep production high. Like there's ways to do it. It's just a lot of the chads that had all that big investment money that went in and just threw, you know, millions of dollars at it and blew up big. They're not, they're not craft type growers. They're not really growers at all. You know, they're just kind of hiring mediocre people for a mediocre pay, which is going to end up being a mediocre job. So, um, it's the same, like skilled labor isn't cheap. Cheap labor isn't skilled. And they're paying cheap, man. So you get kind of get what you pay for. So but I think I think we'll see a change, you know, in the in the near future. And especially when you start looking like states like Virginia coming online. Um there's a lot of farm boys there and, and girls, uh, excluding y'all, um, that really know how to they know how to do big things, you know. So I got a I got a lot of hope uh, and I got a lot of faith. Uh, faith in Virginia. Hell yeah, that's exciting. If we just sort of uh, change the topic for a minute, I was hoping to get into some breeding stuff because probably the the majority of questions that were submitted by listeners were related to that. And I think, you know, if I sort of amalgamate many of the questions slash concerns together, I think I can sort of embody it with the question of, you know, have you changed your mind at all in regards to the direction you want to take your breeding? Because in the past you've always felt that there's a certain importance around certain cultivars, like notably sort of some of the chem family, the skunks, for example. You've worked extensively with some of these lines, 88G13. Do you think that you're going to continue with that direction or do you have an inkling to welcome some new blood into the Haram? Well, I do. Uh, I don't have any uh, anything really uh against anything new and there are going to be some new things but um yeah man so you know yeah definitely some of the new um back then you know i just had i had goals in mind you know start off with what you want a goal and you know go from there and i had some some things i wanted to see things i wanted to do and some goals and i worked hard toward those goals and then i made those goals happen so um there's some some that aren't aren't finished you know that i still got um so well you know pick up there but yeah there's a whole bunch of other things i'd like to do and yeah it involves some some new things something new something old type of deal yeah nice i mean is there any specific lines of yours that you're really itching to get back into or it's going to be more open platter and evaluate um well i wanted to uh i wanted to finish up Primarily, like a couple of a couple of projects that I had, the like I said, I was on that last step. So I want to get them knocked out first and foremost. After that point, um, I got a couple in mind, but like I said, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to show my hands too early, man. Yeah, no, understandable for sure. Well, I had um, some questions from listeners who were hoping maybe you could give them a little bit more sort of of an explanation or just maybe some thoughts on some of the, the packs they got from you. And one of the ones that caught my eye was someone was interested to know, what are the differences in your mind between say the skunk band and the dead band, given, you know, they are fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar. Um, one's, one's given more, more of the narcotic knockdown stone. And you're getting a difference in the flavonoids, you know, more the more the hashy, hashy, funky, orag side of things. 
and also like structure and girth like heft to it too that dead band was definitely had the more the more heft to it um skunk band had more of that headband type sour uh consistency to the bud um that band definitely had more of the more of the knockdown knockdown type stone too yeah beautiful stuff there do you have any plans to re-release any of the lines or you just want to focus on new things going forward? Well, there were certain things that I made and I thought I made enough. But the problem was like every, not a problem, I guess a good problem is like people were really digging the work. And as it was like, it was catching on as I'm doing it. So they, they get onto this new thing to them, but it's like it's been out for six months or a year and they're, they're gone. You know, um, and I was just all about moving forward, moving forward. Um, so there were certain ones that were very exceptional that I was like, it's, it's, it's worthy of the time to, you know, take it to an F3 or an F4 and, and put it, put it back out there, you know? So there are, there are some of those that, that I'll definitely go that route with. That's that's going to be a hopeful answer to a lot of people listening because I was going to say I, I did a quick little tally of the strains that got mentioned from the listeners and the top three that people had questions about or were just in general really excited about was the polecat backcross, which I think might sort of fall into the category you just mentioned where, you know, people only really realized about it, you know, months after the release. But the other two that made the list was the local skunk and the hoodoo. Were those mm-hmm. some of the lines that, you know, you were thinking in that last answer? Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are definitely ones. Screaming Eagle definitely, definitely would make the list for me too. Because then you see like a lot of people don't know, but people that do know, they, you know, they know. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a, another one, you know, because only so many people had that one as well. Yeah, nice. I've I've actually got a personal question for you that I've been wanting to ask you for a while, but I never got the opportunity. But basically, Pantene, I mean, dude. use Pantene. <laughs> That's what I use. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. That's how you keep it silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I ended up growing out uh, some of your ChemD Cross C ninety nine feminized. Yeah, I found this Fino, which to me is like bang on chem 91 and i just always was like man that's crazy it's like chem d and c99 and i'm getting this plant that has like no real sativa characteristics or influence in the effect and not only that it it sort of tastes and looks like chem 91 more than the chem d and it got me wondering i was like do you think you know because some people try to say maybe the chem d actually came from the chem 91 and i thought that's the only thing i could think of which maybe explained it a bit do you have any thoughts or do you just think look the chem d and the chem 91 are similar like that's that's it well d 91 you know being related you know yeah of course and that is that is the correct line of thought but let's let's take it back a step further all right so all right when I was working with Princess, when we were doing the doing the Brothers Grimm thing, you, you smoked the bud and everything. You've seen it. You've seen it grow. And there was no question in my mind that that magical, you know, bag seed or whatever was an, an, an NL hybrid. Like, that, that Princess reminded me a lot and women like. So, when, when Sol or Sly, who, whomever, 
was doing that. Um, they, 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 they chose a male to start that cubing process, right? And it was Shiva skunk, right? That's Northern Lights and skunk. Me personally, I felt, always felt like NL skunk would be a, a good nominee for the, the mystery pollen donor to make him anyway. I was just always my gut. And, you know, I still, still feel that way. I still think that way. All right. So he takes that and he hits it. He hits that princess. He does his cubing process, right? So now you you got those genes in the pool. So, and to me, like when I smoked princess that, that first time, this is fucking kind of narcotic fucking weed, man. I got nothing, nothing sativa out of it. Basically a shorter plant doesn't stretch crazy. It doesn't, it definitely doesn't scream sativa at me like at all. So with having those genes in the pool and then that ultimately that clone that was used, was just, I mean, you remember, man, you, you, you've been to my shop. <laughs> you saw me growing it and doing it, right? You had the bud, you smelled the jars. Um, it, it was fucking funky, man. Kind of, you know, that gassy, fucking nasty, nasty smell to it, you know? And it was like as close to that princess. It wasn't exactly like it by any means, you know, but, you know, it was as close to it as I'd seen in any, anything else. So having that as that pollen donor and selfing that, that plant and using that reverse pollen to hit KMD, you know, it's passing, passing everything I could out of that, out of that original female that, that could be passed on. So by getting all those genes back in that pool, that doesn't, you know, it's like no, no surprise to me that you would see phenos that are spot on, you know, some more like, you know, the, the mother, you know, the Chem D, some being like uh, the Cindy, and then, you know, blends of the two, ones that lean slightly one way or the other, but also expressing the, the, the parents and, the, and the, uh, the sisters, if you will. So that, that doesn't, doesn't surprise me, surprise me at all. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant explanation. And I, I think I really resonate with how you were describing Princess as more of an Indica. I think... Yeah, you definitely notice that disorientating factor of the high. Yeah, big time, big time, man. It would it would slump you, slump you back, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's it's only now that you say it that I think to myself, if no one ever told me, and you put princess and genius like the buds at least next to each other, I definitely would never have thought they were related. Yeah, and with. With genius, you know, I was like, if I had my guess, like it reminded me so much of Super Soul Hayes. I mean, so much, man. And, um, you know, so that led me to think like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe it was like a, maybe like an NL, NL Hayes or something like that. That, that was the donor. Like, there ain't no telling what, what happened. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be a bag of, you know, Jack Hare or whatever. But you know that that mystery donor uh, gave us something like like uh, like princess, and that one was so different. So that's not to say, what if there was more donors, right? What if it wasn't just one donor, There's multiple pollen sources? Mm, yeah, I guess that's actually a possibility that's never really been discussed very much, has it? No, nah. like I sat there thinking many a night, like. This doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Yeah, yeah, I, especially off such a small number of seeds popped. You just wouldn't expect to see that variation. Right, and this wasn't like, you know, bud that he grew. This is purchased bud from a coffee shop in Amsterdam. So, he's to say, like, it's not, you know, a bunch of different buds homogenized in a, in a tray from a harvest, and some plants were near one side of the room and then the other side of the room, and you know, one got hit with one, one got hit with the other, and one bud had some seed, another bud had some seed, but two different plants, two different pollen donors. I think that might be a, a, a very well new possibility, right? Yeah. I mean, it makes, makes sense to me, you know? So I felt that, like I said, that the, the genius was a lot like Super Silver Haze and the, uh, the princess, I mean, is just totally, totally different. Yeah, 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 hugely, hugely. Mm, yeah, you got man. me thinking now. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, man. While we're on the topic, I mean, the last the last episode we recorded together was a number of years ago, and I think at the time it was still pretty fresh and raw, so we didn't really delve into it. But a lot of people have been wondering for the longest time the, the circumstances in which you departed Brothers Grimm and a lot of rumors floating around about sort of, you know, money being owed and things like that. Would you yeah. be willing to set the record straight on why you decided to part ways with Brothers Grimm and maybe some of the circumstances? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so... The guy wasn't who I thought he was. And, and that, that shit happens. You know, if you talk to somebody on the internet or whatever, that's one thing. But being around somebody, seeing them in their everyday life and working with them and seeing how they interact with people. Um, just, I guess, to be, uh, be as nice as I can about it. Like, I didn't jive at all with the guy. And um, just some really, really, really bad practices, um, ethics, um, how he treated people. Um, and it just turned into like mess after mess after mess, um, problem after problem after problem. And we're just talking, just dealing with people here. Um, and it just got to that point where it's just, so frustrating so so frustrating um and then when it came to the work and everything else um it it just it would there would be just things that would really 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 piss me off um so it got to the point was like just just please just handle um you know uh, talking to vendors and stuff like that but you know, please don't don't just start cussing at them and flipping out on them. It feels like somebody owes you something. Um, quit being cocky. Quit the egotistical stuff. Be a little more humble, man. Um, I'll handle I'll handle this. Don't don't worry. You got the right guy. Um, but you you know you got to you got to tighten up. And if you if you're gonna go out, you do these shows. You handle the banking and the shipping and all. Um, that's cool. It's cool by me. Cause that's what you like to do. You like attention. Uh, you like these shows and everything. Um, do, do you, you know, stick to stick to that. But just when you're doing these shows, like, please stop offending people because every time you're at a show, my DM box fills up like this fucking prick. You will not believe what he said or what he did. Um, <laughs> uh, just 
you know, I could go on with story after story after story of people at shows like where I would go. And they would just straight up come up to me. It's like, yeah, I had this big fat wad of money. I wanted all this for me. I cannot rightly buy this from you knowing that any of that money is going to go to that, to that guy. And I'd have to like, I, <laughs> I understand. Um, it just very rude guy. You know, I, I don't know how else to put it. And it just got to the point where like, even like him just doing shows was just, it was just a bad, just a bad deal, man. And I was like, this is just something I can't, I can't continue um, being associated with. Um, I can't really be around this dude. It's just so frustrating. And that was the thing is like around me, like to me personally, right. He wasn't, he wasn't like that, you know, it's just to, to other people, but um, it just a very, very frustrating, very frustrating thing. So, um, so I decided, I was like, look, man, um, at one point he's like, look, I want to, I want to bring on this guy. Uh, he wants to buy, um, you know, part of the company. He wants to, you know, be doing this, that, this and that. Um, and we need to do this and we need to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So you just, you just came from a show where I got a whole DM box full of, full of messages saying like, you're blowing them off, being rude to them. And you couldn't be bothered because you're flirting with some girl in the booth next to you. And um, furthermore, you couldn't be bothered to drop the seeds off at, a, at the hotel. So you parked it in some restaurant and busted your glass and got all that stolen. And now you're coming back with some guy I don't even know or never met saying he's, he's buying his way into the company and this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. So I was like, wow, okay, all right. seems like there's been quite a bit uh, over, this, over this weekend. I was already at, at my edge anyway. So I'm like, I'll tell you what, how about this? You buy whatever you want and you, uh, Rick, you're, you're, you can buy the rest of it. Like, I'm, I'm good. So what you're going to do, if you're cool with this, you, you got bankers and lawyers and all that shit. You have them draft up a good contract, figure out whatever his percent was going to be. Use that as a multiplier for, you know, 50%, you know, give me that. Right. <clears throat> so he's like, all right, cool. So about two days later, he comes out, he's got a contract or whatever. I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, that'll, that'll work, you know? So, um, and it's, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. So sign off on it. Boom. Uh, payment one happens you know, upon execution and I didn't ask for everything at once. I'm like, it's a good chunk of money, man. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll split this down into quarters, you know, over, over a year. <clears throat> so I'm like, it makes it easy for you to, to continue doing what you're doing. Uh, do whatever type of marketing, whatever, man, do y'all, um, y'all got this. You said you got this. Cool. So time for payment to comes around. He's like, oh, I don't know. Like sales are down, this and that. I'm like, look, dude, the last post we had on media, um, you posted one post after all these months, and it was middle of the evening on day two at a show. How in the fuck <laughs> do you think that's that's promotion, right? And I go down like this list of like 13 or so things. Like this is what you're doing wrong. Do this instead. Do this instead. Do this instead. Blah blah blah. All right, I'll do that. I was like, but look, you know, all jokes aside, like you, you, you need to pay me my money. 
like flat out. So it takes some time, like some weeks or whatever, but, but he does. Okay. We're cool. Then on the next one, he's just flat out. I can't make money. Um, I don't feel that I owe you anything and I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to pay you. I was like, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen, man. So, you know, you, you can't go and buy a fucking NASCAR race car, right? And you're buying that to, to compete, but you don't know how to race a race car. You can't tell people that you suck as a fucking race car driver and you're not winning and that and be like, Oh, I'm not paying you for it. Cause I can't win. No, man. Like, you, you got you got to pay like whatever failures are happening. That, that's on you right now. You're not doing any new work. You're not promoting it. Anytime you do talk to people, they're, they're incredibly offended and you're, you're not going good for a lot of, a lot of other reasons, which none of which have anything to do with me. So he's just like, yeah, yeah, not, not going to do that. So I was like, okay. So now I'm like, well, I need to need to figure some, figure some things out. So Basically, um, that's where that's where it ended off was uh, right there, and um, just trying to, you know, figure it out. Um, you know, I, I'm not big on courts and and going going that route, but uh, if you go the alternative route, you're gonna find yourself in court anyway for something altogether different. So, um, you know, so I don't know. Um, you know, maybe try to talk to the dude again now that I'm. Now that I'm home, and then you know I have to figure it out from there because I, you know, I really don't like going through uh, you know, any type of court court system and stuff like that. You know, I've just always been like, you know, you should just be a man of your word and honor honor your agreements, and you know, do it like that. Um, but then at the same time, I'm looking, I'm like, wow, you're buying an awful lot of lavish shit for a guy that doesn't doesn't make any money. So, hmm, all right. So I didn't have much uh, much sympathy in that regard. So he said, hopefully I'll talk to him again. Um, maybe shit's changed, or maybe he has a different outlook on on things. I don't know. So we'll just have to have to see. That provides a lot of clarity to the situation, and like he's still selling shit that I made, like back then. Like I, somebody showed me the other day, he had like one eight seven for sale, and he just renamed it "Murder by Numbers," and it's just like old seed stock that I was supposed to get paid for that never did. You know, somebody showed me, he's like, yeah, I had uh polecat F2s. And I was like, wow. And he was like, yeah, name the strain and I'll give you a pack. And somebody like popped on his like, hey, I got a name for you. How about Duke's work? I was like, oh, golden. Huh. Best name ever. That's how dude, you know, that's how dude operate, man. Like I said, from outside looking in, like, and I'm not like a drama guy. I don't want to like air out a bunch of shit like on you know, Instagram or something like that. You know, it's like I can handle these things. So by that same token, though, is like people don't don't know who and, and what's going on because a lot of those people that mess with him, you know, they're all newer people. You know, they don't know who the fuck I am, which is this is fine, you know, but um, they, they have no idea of, you know, what the past has been and shit like that. And, you know, nobody's a mind reader, so... So it's like, you know, one of them things is like, do you air that out, you know, all over the place? Or do you just, you know, just work through it and, you know, call it, call it a day? Because I don't want to like, you know, put a bunch of negative, negative shit on there, you know, and especially if it's something I just need to hash out with a person individually, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do that too. 
you know that's just the way way i was brought up um so yeah you know but i guess you know like i said i'm glad you're glad you asked that because um after all these years and everything uh yeah I figured fuck it you know you might as might as well let people know know what's up with the dude yeah totally well i mean maybe maybe the the silver lining of this is that we did have a lot of people ask will we ever see cap g again i think it was one of the most hottest strains when it hit the the scene that year well, it was only 40 yeah it was only 40 uh 40 packs of it and you remember at the at the show man like it was it was gone you know a lot of it was even like spoken for like right off oh. the bat so um yes with uh with that going on it was weird because later it was like you know yeah. i saw like you know it seemed like 200 uh 200 packs of it in circulation like eh, that's uh that's a coincidence awful awful strange it's very peculiar so um but the thing i was with that um it was it was just a beginning step you know moving forward to to making that dominion G. so no i don't i don't feel i'll you know back it all the way up um, you know, I kind of hit my goal, you know, where I wanted to be. Yeah, certainly. I mean, as a bit of a follow-up, and it, it might be hard for you to pick just one, but I was curious to know, what do you think is the most under-recognized Dominion strain in terms of quality where, like, you know, maybe the sales don't reflect it, but it, it's truly a killer. Man, there were, <laughs> man, there were quite a, there were quite a few. Um, the Granny Skunk was one, the Virginia Beach Afghani. Um, that one was fucking killer, but nobody knew what Virginia Beach Gandy was. It's like people only know what they want based off of kind of what they like. And that wasn't like some big circulated thing. Like people in Virginia would eat it up because everybody knows, knows what the fuck that is. But everybody else like, eh? I don't know what that is. Uh, they, they just keep it, keep it moving. Like, oh, well, Kim Dog, yeah, I, I like that. I know I've heard that one before. So they'll go go that way. That was probably the most the most slept on one. Yeah, no, that's that's a great answer. I remember having smelt that, and it was it was almost equally as impressive as the Cap G. But I think many people smelt that Cap G and were just sold. Yeah, man, that was a nasty garlicky rubber skunky funk to it, man. That was that was some good that was some good chip, man. And you know that was something that that was lacking around everybody was going like super fruity shit and you know going just for like straight straight kim you know um at the time at least and it was you know something different you know and something that hadn't been hadn't been in plenty i guess you know for a long time so it's cool to be like yeah you know that those those types of things would still you know strike a strike a thing with people's nose and be like yeah that's that's something i like that you know so along with all the all the work coming after that and you know uh, projects i did along with it it was cool to see like yeah you know it's not just me or a group of friends that are digging it like a lot of people are digging it and after i've come back i've had so many people who are like they bought all that stuff up but they didn't pop it and i guess while i was gone a lot of people were popping back and they dm box filled up like most amazing shit ever this fucking skunky fucking gas chem shit i got going on with this one keeping it forever thank you so much he's going outdoor you know just a lot of good success stories happy people and like yeah i bought them just because and yeah it's been kind of sitting on them and <laughs> just just now years later 
you know, getting into it. So it was kind of cool, cool to see all that good feedback. You know, I was getting some from people, you know, immediately jumping into the work, but there was so much more that just people were sitting on it and now coming back and then showing me pictures that, you know, from last year or whatever, year before, or here recently, just be like, man, this is a killer, you know, people with the hoodoo, and polecat, dominion G, stash plant, purple dahlias, like, uh, sangrias, all, all that shit, man. Just fucking like, man, you please keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. You know, I'm, I'm down whenever you're ready. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you just named a few strains I wanted to ask you about, but before we get there, I just want to quickly loop back because you mentioned the VA Afghani. We actually had a few people ask about that, and the sort of common thread was, do you have any information on the backstory around it at all? See, like, <clears throat> that's always been like a, like a mystery mystery plant, you know? Um, I'm going to do a live on it at some point with a few different people from back home now that they can, they can talk freely on it. Um, but, man, there's so many, there's so many stories. Um <laughs> you know, as with any anything, anything with any lore, man, you got got a whole lot of shit. Um, I always felt it's, it's a whole lot simpler <laughs> than you know a Vietnam vet and a I can't say a what's the new word a little person. Um, like uh, there's been some fucking crazy crazy stories I heard, but I think at the end of the day, it's just some old seed bank uh, Afghani stock and got found a really really killer one, and it stood the test of time. It's like anything else that's real good if it's been around that long there's a reason why you know people aren't going to risk uh you know getting hemmed up and going to prison over some over some swag <laughs> yeah certainly i mean but it stood the test of time which i think is sort of a, a testament to its its quality yeah strong shit man that's potent definitely i definitely remember the first time i tried it with you and it was everything you said you know very sort of paranoia inducing for an afghani which was cool yeah man and then you just eyes just want to shut <laughs> you just want to sit down <laughs> um we had a someone who hails from va as well asked the question did you ever try the skylar skunk from nelson virginia back in the day absolutely absolutely and that's the thing like i mentioned that on a couple of shows I mentioned it once like before I even went away and I and like kind of in a slip you're like what's that I was like nothing don't worry there's nothing to see here <laughs> <laughs> so yes 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 I have and um had a had a buddy that used to live out that way and you know he he knew the old dude with it you know they got they got the client of it and all that shit and um fucking fucking killer dude but more on that later <laughs> uh, okay i mean is it is it like a standard skunk but better or is it very is it sort of different to a normal skunk um it's definitely more more on the indica side of of things um aside from the the, the strong smells and all that shit um very 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 strong narcotic uh doesn't grow huge stretchy type type plants you know so um it's definitely, definitely more in that blend of leaning a little more on the, uh, on the indica side of stuff, and uh, just absolutely fucking stanky, man. It's a stinker, you know. It's got that lingering effect too on the mouth, like a, a kind of coffee bean hashy, uh, slight, 
skunk flavor um, to it, and it kind of lingers almost like that sour diesel effect a little bit. So it is definitely, definitely a fucking killer. Grows great outside, too. That's that's awesome to hear. I mean, if we loop back to your answer before you mentioned the uh, the purple dahlia among other things, and we had a few questions about it. I guess people must be sitting on packs and they're sort of curious, you know, what sort of things can they expect out of it and what's your thoughts on the purple dahlia overall? Um, really good. It's just like I think like a like what put people off is you know, I, I put a warning on the pack. If something's like subject to harm due to something, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on there. So that way, you know, somebody can avoid it. So you got a lot of people. Oh, it hurt. I'm like, well, yeah, a lot of shit will if you you know if you if you do something fucked up. And this one has a little bugaboo about this, so just don't do that. And you should uh, you should be cool, you know. And out of that honesty, I'll be like, no, nah, no. Nah. So like, cool. Like you can go buy this other shit. Like. You know, it's everybody tell you that's gonna hurt them out, but they're not gonna tell you. So they get you get you money or whatever. But it's 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 whatever, man. But out of the out of the phenotypes, um, they were just these these blends, man. Um, and it, and it's not like something. It's like oh, you got a bunch of packs where it's is multiples and and every pack out of the females that were incredibly incredibly dark purple and it's black. Screaming Eagle style frost on it that just tasted like fucking great candies, man. It fucking tastes awesome, and the effect on it was fucking divine, man. Uh, I really, yeah, really like that one. That was another like another over overlooked one, or maybe looked at and just you know just just starting to the side instead because you know they had worries or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I remember when I smelled uh, the jar of it at the cup a few years back, I think that was one of the ones I was most impressed by. I'm having trouble remembering if it was that or the Sangria Punch, but I think it was the Purple Dahlia. Yeah, the Purple Dahlia was definitely very extremely dark purple and had like that eagle-type bump, but purple, if that, that made any sense at all. Purple grapey also had that that citrusy, incense-type type plunk blended in with it um the sangria very very frosty stuff but i mean you open up smells spot on it is sangria punch like spot on and everybody smelled it was like holy shit <laughs> that is that's that's sangria punch i was like yep that's why we get the name <laughs> you know yeah okay there you go well yeah, i mean if we move on, sadly, since you've sort of been away on hiatus, uh, there's sort of been a bit of a change in the cannabis landscape. And specifically, we've we've sadly had to bid farewell to two friends of both the industry, but yourself as well, you know, notably Monty, Subcool, and, and also Bog. Yeah, and Josie Wales too. Yeah, Josie Wales, that also happened. And I guess my sort of question is, how does it feel to come back and to see that the cannabis landscape has changed a little bit, or do you feel like it actually hasn't that much? Um, and it's weird because, like, to me, it's kind of like the grow room thing. If you're in there every day, you don't see a whole lot of change. But if you go in once a week or something like that, you see a lot of dramatic change. So from being like totally, totally away from it and coming back, I mean, it seems about the same. Like honestly, but like. That's just as far as like 
how many Instagram goes. I haven't been to a show or anything like that. Now, from what I've seen going on, yeah, I mean, the shows are definitely um, <laughs> going downhill, I guess. But I, I already <laughs> saw that coming many, many years ago. That last one that I was at, you were at or whatever. You remember when they pulled me? You're like, yeah, you're not on that panel anymore and all that. And you're like, yeah, they just want me to interview somebody else. I'm like, oh, bro. You know, oh, so, um, you know, I, I saw it, you know, even coming before that point. But then once that, that show happened, I was like, yeah, it's bad. So, you know, I hate to see it in a few years. You know, now I have kind of vicariously, you know, through others and they're showing their videos and shit. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, other than that, I mean, yeah, it's basically the same. Uh, as far as like, you know, people passing away, you know, I had a project at that show, uh, cause me and Bog, we ended up, uh, we shared a booth space or whatever. And I thought it was like real fucked up. It was like people were lined up and they didn't even know who he was. So I'm like, no, like, you know, get, you need to see this, man. You need, you need to get stuff around. This is like, God, like I grew his shit. Like, if I literally had space and time, I would continue growing this shit. Um, like you, you, you really, you really need to, you know, get this guy. So I ended up like kind of bending, bending for him as well. And just overall, just a really, really good dude too. Um, so I was like, look, man, like we need to, we need to do something together, you know? So, um, we came up with a, a good, solid, solid plan of like two things that would really drive together. That would be, knock your socks off so i'm like yeah cool we'll, we'll get to it you know and um you know as time goes by it's like all right well it's about that time buddy and that shit all went south for me and then i went away finally died and i'm like oh fuck you know uh, i didn't get a chance to say goodbye and that's like probably one of the worst things about when friends or people you know or care about or think highly of when they die um you don't you don't get that chance to say goodbye or, you know, anything else that you wanted to say to them. So, um, and the same thing goes for, you know, Josie and, you know, Monty and everything. It's like, um, you know, you wish you maybe you'd said more, uh, when the, with the time you had. So just for everybody, you know, just remember, you know, it's like it can happen at any time. So, uh, you know, um, tomorrow's not promised, right? So yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely suck cool thing is uh, his son his son's keeping keeping things kind of going and uh i'm gonna get with him and you know we're still still gonna make that make that happen yeah yeah that would be awesome to still see something happen because yeah bog jr and pat are still still around and need to be taken care of yeah man yeah exactly and it can be a good honor honor to honor to the guy you know yeah, certainly. Well, I probably should have asked this a bit earlier, but I, I was curious to know, do you have any advice for people who, maybe not in your exact circumstance, but just sort of, you know, trying to get everything back together, dust themselves off, get back on the horse, so to speak. Have you got any advice in that respect? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, don't be hard-headed. And, or I mean, do be hard-headed, I should say. Uh, refuse to stop refuse to lose, refuse to give up. And as your mistakes come across, as long as you're learning from them, you're, you're becoming stronger, you're becoming better. Um, don't, don't give up. Uh, just whatever is faulting you, 
along your way. You just got to sit back and look at it outside, looking at it and really analyze things and then go from there. So that way, when you, when you do succeed, it'd be the best thing ever. And you've really refined yourself, you know, and you've grown as a, as a human being as well. So just anything you want to start or do, you know, just go all out man. really, you know, just go all out and don't focus on money and fame and things like that. Those are the, the worst thing that, you know, you're, you're getting into something for the wrong reasons. If, if that's the, the goal, I've seen people do that as well. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work out well. Um, if that's your thing, like go to Hollywood maybe try to be an actor or something like that. But um, just whatever it is that you're going after, um, if it's something you're passionate about, something you really love, you know, really, really delve into that, man. And um, follow that love, follow that passion and do it for those reasons. And a lot of the other things are going to, are going to follow behind and, um, you know, and follow your six P's, um, come up with a plan, plan your work, work your plan, follow your six P's. The proper planning prevents just poor performance. If you, if you stick to that, um, and like I said, be, you know, very, very adamant about not, not giving up moving forward, you're, you're going to succeed. You know? And simple, simple as that. Some brilliant advice there. I I know that in in your absence there had been some rumors surrounding Dominion Seed Co. And I think specifically some of the things that I saw posted was that there was supposedly some seeds that didn't end up with the vendors they were meant to, and others say they were sort of stolen. It's a bit unclear. And then other people had been involved. I, I know that your wife had been dragged into it at one point, and I think Skunk VA had been sort of dragged into it. Would you just be able to clarify a little bit around what happened? Because I think the the toughest part about what happened to you was that you, you didn't have the opportunity to, to discuss any of it yourself. You know, it's all sort of secondhand knowledge. So if you could maybe clarify some of those things and just help set the record straight, that would be phenomenal. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Because... Man, it's like, you know, there's nothing worse than, you know, you when you can't even speak up for yourself, you know. So, um, essentially, like, what had happened was um, I had all this planned out in case shit went south. I didn't get a bond or whatever. And everything was laid out, you know. These are supposed to go to the spender, the spender. Um, money's to be done like this so everybody's still you know making everything the projects were already ready to go uh seeds were ready um everything should have been nice nice and smooth and then uh you know i'm losing contact with people not being able to get a hold of people and like literally none of this plan is happening whatsoever so you know it led to me thinking like huh like you know what what's going on here you know Cause if there's a problem, you know, like I, I can fix it, you know, I can figure shit out even from, from my position. Um, but like I said, every, not everybody, but some people ghosted out. So I had, you know, just call it an employee apprentice or what, what have you that did, you know, the like seed counting, packing, making the vials and everything did a great job on all that. Um, also, you know, helping along with watering later on, like in that, that last half year before all this is going on doing some water and doing some gardening 
I'm relocating down south, so definitely needed the definitely needed the help with that. Um, and just kind of be the best teacher that I can be, you know, and treating them like an apprentice. Um, so they're supposed to be handling shit. Uh, they go, they go fucking ghost on me. Um, and everything is not being handled in, in the way that it's handled. And then like all these, like, you know, rumors are like starting to come about, like people are telling me that I'm in contact with. And I'm like, well, that, that is a, uh, that's a load of horse shit. So like, like one of the, the, the biggest ones that, that fucking got me was I didn't do any of the growing or any of the breeding. And I was like, hold the fuck up. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Like that one, that one was just the most fucking ridiculous shit I had heard. And especially like in a community like where people have like, like you personally, like you've literally been there in person, like watching it watching this go down and uh like and they're even claiming they did all the work for Grimm and everything else and like i said like i mean you can you can speak up if you want you know i mean you like literally personally yeah every every day for two weeks i saw you doing the work yeah and you, did you see anybody else doing anything no it's just me and you there yes correct though and like people could even like go to seoul and ask him and like that dude don't like me for shit and even he'll tell you, you know, like, yeah, dude was, dude was fucking doing his thing. Like, he got Robbie from Nerds Genetics. He was my neighbor there, like, where I was doing my thing for a long time. I hang out over there every single day, right? Um, I had a lot of other, you know, people that just like to come by and hang out while I'm working. I mean, there's a shit ton of work, but, you know, if you can hang out and I can talk while I work and people just thought it was cool and fun, you know, they got to see me do the process. You know, James Bean's been there witnessing it uh like propane jane was right around the way she would come by and just hang out you know you know just learn stuff um uh, a few other people they're on they're on ig and everything um they, like i said they would just you know come and hang out and shoot the shit uh, triple uh sticky lungs on ig An old friend of mine he was by there all the time the big dang Corey, he was always over there you know when he was around um just Dude, just so many fucking people that were just like, that is a load of shit, you know. But a rumor's a rumor, and a rumor doesn't die till it till it's killed. So another thing is like, yeah, they're claiming to be a stud breeder. I'm like, all right, well, like, is anybody like, actually asking them any any questions about breeding? Because oh, oh, I bet you, I bet you a dollar they don't. They're not going to have the, the answer to it, you know. So because they they weren't they weren't ones doing the work. So I was like, yeah, so obviously like this is, this is not, not good. And like, this is the source of, you know, what's going on. And like some people, um, I won't even throw his name out there. Like, even though I probably should, but I'm not, um, like buys into a lot of this. Like <laughs> another one, like, and he told me, cause like I needed to talk to him recently and he's like bought into the shit. He was like, yeah, you lied about, uh, <laughs> going to, going to prison back in the day i was like what <laughs> that's the other thing to lie about anyway but whatever so I, luckily i got like some paperwork nearby it's got like my original you know date and everything else i'll snap a picture i'm like all right yeah that says 2007 you know and explains a lot you know and you know once again you know, i have old friends that used to literally talk to me you know over the phone at at this 
at this facility. They, they, you know, helped me out through money on my books back in the day. And they all, they all knew what was up. So, and, and the worst thing is, is a person that's like, you know, spreading this lie, um, saw me like right when I got out of prison and like was even around like with me going to the probation office to take my piss test. Like they, they know all this. So like, they're just obviously just trying to come up with fucking so much bullshit just to, you know, accomplish their own goal. So that was, I guess at the time, you know, sell the remaining bit of the stock. And then they said they were going to start up a new company. And like, by all means, like you want to do your thing, like do your thing, like start your company, like good for you. Right. But all the wine and all that extra shit, like, nah, you, you didn't need to fucking do that. And then another one, he was like, oh, yeah, you're on meth. Like, dude, I've only seen that shit one time in my life. And I wasn't doing it. I even got in a fight with the guy like two days later on a job site because he's a fucking piece of shit. Like, I don't fucking do that. Anybody that really knows me, like, I don't do drugs. And there's even been cases of people that did do drugs. Um, and I, I straight up, I tell them, like, I can't, I can't hang around you. Like, that's just, you know, that's not good. <laughs> so, and, you know, what I say to that, um, anybody that knows me could tell you, but anybody that wants to say some shit like that, go down in your fucking pocket, pay for a fucking hair follicle test for me, you know, put you, put your money where your fucking cock holster is and fucking get that test. You can go back, I think, like seven years or more. So I've been going too, so that gives you a good, Five fucking years. So if I was on any type of drug, it'd be on there. And I'm gonna come up hot as fuck for THC. That's it. So you know I can squash out when right fucking there. And like I said, having this paperwork and shit like that to be like, nope, that's where you fucked up. Oh, you weren't here. You couldn't have done that. Boom. Here's a check stub. Boom. You know, like I got, like literally, like to dis- disprove every single fucking thing. And like I said, some of it was so fucking absurd. The people in the know, which are out there, like they obviously know, like it's bullshit because they were fucking there, you know. So, um, very, very, you know, very disheartening, you know, to to see all that, you know, especially after somebody um, that you really looked out for, you know, so much. And obviously, you know, they, you know, felt some kind of way. We're going to do what they were going to do, and they did it, and. And, you know, it's all in the past. It's whatever. Like, you know, you don't fucking, you know, ruin me. You know, I'm going to keep doing me. I'm going to keep moving forward. But, you know, they're not going to be around for it, which is, you know, bad, bad for them. That's the worst part is like good friends that you're really trying to take care of. And then ultimately one of them's like, yeah, no fucking cash, cash the fuck out and then spread a bunch of lies. So I have somebody to help me cash out. And the worst part is like the good friend that actually like, believes this shit you know and was very adamant about oh no you're lying you're lying you always should just you know stop lying get your life back together blah, blah, blah. like no like literally i can literally prove all this right here and just with what i have at my at my hands length right now like a piece of paperwork with the fucking dates on it boom here when i get to the house i got my whole fucking psr you can read the whole fucking thing like everything in detail like discredit the fuck out of it but why in the fuck are you fucking going to believe some wild ass crazy shit like that from somebody you don't even really know, right? Over, over your friend of some, some years, right? And that's what is more mind blowing, you know, and hurtful, I guess, than anything. But yeah, like, you know, I could definitely, definitely squash out, you know, 
any any of that shit. So it's just like I said, it's just you know, like you were saying, it's just you you you're one of the people that's actually been there, you know, seeing this. So it comes off as just pretty pretty absurd anyway, you know. Yeah. Look, you hit all the questions I was gonna follow up with before I even had a chance. So thank you for painting, you know, a clearer picture and I think that you've always got to take stories you hear with a grain of salt when you don't have the ability to hear all perspectives. And I think that must have been a really frustrating aspect for you not being able to reply throughout this whole process. Yeah. And like, that's what they count on. Well, I was just saying, that's what people like that count on. It's like, you always hear the sayings, like people are going to kick you when you're down. And furthermore, like being down is like you're muffled, you're silenced. Like you're physically actually restrained, like you can't do a thing. And then when people see things and then they come out with it and like, hey, something's fucked up, you know, then you got people bickering and fighting amongst each other, um, which is, you know, fucked up. And that because one side's going to pick one or the other and it, and it gets fucked up. And then unfortunately, you know, you get other people drawn into the middle and then they get really pissed and frustrated with the whole thing. And it's just, it's just a whole cancerous thing and it grows and grows. And if you're not able to like really get out there and stop it, um, it just gets worse until, you know, time will iron everything out without you even having to, you know, step forward. And obviously like I've looked back and everything and, you know, like a lot of good people out there that knew the shit was going on, they're screenshotting, they're recording, they're doing all this stuff. So like, you know, I was well informed, like right when I, right when I got back and put it all together, but, um, you know, it, it irons itself out, really, especially when you got stuff that's just so absurd. It, it just comes off weird. And it's like, obviously, it's like, yeah, it's obviously a, obviously a lie. So, um, you know, but now being able to actually deal with it and talk with it, um, it wasn't really that widespread or that big of a deal, for real. Um, but still, just the fact that somebody that close was trying some shit like that, that's what bothered me. But like, if anybody did hear anything like yeah it's just i mean most everybody anyways like yeah that's that's a load of shit so that's that's cool too good to know you know you got people in your corner that know that you're you know a solid dude and that you're doing what you're saying i mean it's just you know the good thing if you live a good good life and you you know do that you don't really have nothing to worry about when people do you know talk out the side of their neck and um yeah now that i'm back and able to kind of iron that out and be like, yeah, you know, straight up, bro, you got, got hoodwinked, man. And here it is, here it is, here it is. And then by the end of it, man, like, yeah, now I kind of, I kind of see what you're saying. So I just wanted to, you know, get it, get it very apparent to them, you know, just so they know. And then, you know, that, that should, that should kill that right where it fucking lies. You know? Yeah. Look, hopefully that can help set the record straight for anyone who maybe had heard, some of the incorrect rumors circulating around. But I think, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, there was what I thought at least was some good things that sort of came out regarding like community banding together in that there was at, at least what I know of two breeders who were very keen to try to help you out financially and uh, good old Odie of Heroes of the Farms as well as um, Soulfire Genetics both came to the table and wanted to offer some strains to help raise some funds for you. Was this something you had any idea was happening or was it sort of a pleasant surprise when you found out? 
just I won't even say pleasant surprise, like just static. Um, just blown away um, by all the people that came to the bat for me. And like I had friends telling me, they're like, you're getting hit up from people all over the world. These people are just like, you know, whatever, whatever they can do, whatever help that you need. Because And then they all had a story. Oh, there's this one time this dude took two hours to, you know, on a DM to teach me a new, a new uh, approach. And then I gave him an address and I sent him, you know, a, a whole lot, the whole fucking menu just on the house. You know, or somebody that was down and out and I donated to their fundraiser or wildfire fundraisers or, or just, you know, not, I don't, I don't do things like that because I'm thinking like, oh, well, in the end, you know, I might get something back. I do it just to do it. You know what I mean? And I guess I had done so much of it, you know, I, it didn't really cross my mind. It's just the right thing to do. And then when they're, you know, I'm hearing back from it, I'm like, wow, yeah, I guess, I guess I was getting, I was getting out there, you know, and, um, and all these people just came out the woodwork, came to bat for me. And I can't, I can't thank them enough. You know, the only thing I can say is, you know, thank you. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Um, y'all helped me make it through like seemingly like the impossible. And, um, only thing I can say is, you know, I promise to you know, do a, do some more good in this world and, um, do a good job. And I won't, uh, I won't, uh, need those services anymore. I'm, I will not be going back to the old pen ever again. So, um, you know, thank you. Thank you all for, for everything that you've done from kind words to, donations to just anything and everything just truly you know thank you and i love y'all yeah what a what a brilliant sentiment there i guess it uh makes me curious to know is there any chance we may see any collaborations in the future now that you've you know you got i mean you you already knew before people liked you but now you really know that for sure you know is there any chance you want to maybe do collabs or you're more just thinking you know i got to get myself going first Nah, man, gotta you know put others before yourself, uh, especially on stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm working. Uh, been working basically the the day after I got out. I've already been uh, on it like stink on shit, man. So yeah, y'all can definitely look forward to a, a whole lot of that. Well, you know what? I was a little bit of a selfish segue on my part because, you know, the the hoodoo. It's been such a such popular strain, really cool collab between you and Skunk VA. Are there any sort of breeders who, since getting out, you're interested in? Or more importantly, since, you know, you've gotten back out, are there any, I was thinking about it, are there any strains that have caught your eye as in like, oh, that wasn't really a thing when I went away? And I, and I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if anything major has hit the scene since you left it hasn't it hasn't the only things that i've seen that really really you know like caught my eye or attention that i'm like oh yeah yeah i'm gonna need to get on that it's all work from you know like my buddies um i don't know i've only said his real name it's probably no big deal now but uh bob hemphill um for sure He's been doing some great shit, and it's like my type of style too. So I'm like, yeah, need to need to need to peep some of that. Um, and my buddy AKB brings for sure. Like he's been doing some really cool shit, and all his uh, his crew of dudes um, do a lot of work with like Williams Wonder and F Five of that. 
awesome and I'll and I'll work and stuff like that. But I'm yeah, I'm I'm all about that. You know, so uh that's 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 got me got me actually pretty pretty excited. Probably more excited than I should be, but pretty stoked for both those dudes anyway. I love them guys. But uh yeah, they they got my interest peak, you know. A lot of the stuff some of the stuff Skunk VA come out with is pretty pretty rad looking too. So but yeah, not not really a lot so Really a lot's changed, a lot of dessert stuff and kind of the same things that were hitting when I was away, you know, they're, they're still doing doing their thing. Yeah, that was sort of the vibe I got. But you know what? Brilliant you you mentioned both those two breeders because I was gonna ask you questions. I was gonna say, you know, have you seen Bob Hempel's park back cross? It's looking pretty cool. Hell yeah, I've seen that fucking puck, puck Lebanese too today. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah that that plant is a, a special plant for sure i was curious to know though uh this is actually a, a fan submitted question and they've, they've got a good memory they basically said that they remembered uh some time ago you'd mentioned that you'd lost your durban tie high flyer and they were wondering the cut you had was that different to the one that ak bean brains and skunk va use or is it the same one and you just like hadn't got it back off them I'm not sure about AK Bean Brains one. I would think so, but I'm not 100% sure. But I gave the uh, the high flyer to Skunk uh, VA, so I know that that's the right one. And uh, I got another buddy that's got it got it backed up for me. Um, my buddy uh, Savage Gardens up in uh, up in Portland he even did a little hybrid using it called the Thai Ice Tea. It's like super super popular up there right now that struck my eye too it's some fucking gnarly shit yeah he's got some cool bewiz hybrids he's made I, I i still follow his stuff ever since meeting him at emerald cup that year he does nice stuff i guess what i'm interested in asking is do you have any reservations about the authenticity of the durban tie high flyer because i remember when i spoke to um bodhi he actually said to me that he, he wasn't speaking for certain or anything, but he said that over the years there had been people who had come out of the woodworks with Durban Tire High Flyer clones and often he was skeptical of the authenticity and he sort of said that he suspected it was maybe like a, a Durban Tire leaning um, hybrid of the Durban Tire C99 because that was sort of a more recent release, more accessible have you ever thought maybe that's the case? And again, this isn't anyone speaking about the specific clone in question. It's just a general sort of question. Yeah. yeah. So I would say like, well, as far as like that exact thing, before I made that DTC-99, like the, the re-release, you know, using a, just a regular Durbin, uh, we had that, that cutting like far beyond that point. So it wouldn't be for that unless it was the older... DTC 99 from what 2001, I think. You know when they when they did that something like that. Um, I highly doubt it because that that would be a it's a rare gem on its own and it would probably be um, called and named as such. So I kind of kind of doubt that. Um, also, when Soul was you know smoking it, you know when I when I had gotten it. Um, he was like, yeah, that's, that's it. You know, that's, that's what he remembered, um, as well. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty spot on to me and just kind of the way it grows. And 
kind of a little different influences from just a straight Durban. So, but the thing is at the end of the day, and I mean, this could be say for him or anybody that gets lines from somewhere. Like, do you really know? Right. Do you, do you really know what went on in Holland? Do you really know that their tie was authentic? Do you really know this? Do you really know that? And that's, that's a, that's a great thing to say because there is a lot of uncertainty in what, what is, what isn't. Um, and I've, you know, I won't, I won't say it, but there's been a lot of breeders to go on and get something and breed the fuck out of it. And then years later, you know, after we've been told year after year, be like, yeah, well, that wasn't really this. I guess it turns out it was, you know, this, right. So, you know, you gotta, gotta be, be weary for sure, you know, and you, you know, always try to stick to, you know, authentic, authentic sources and everything, but sometimes people's authentic sources turn out to be, uh, be all fucked up (laughs) and it comes out later, you know, and I've seen, uh, you know, I won't put their name out there, but, you know, um, I've seen it happen, happen to you guys, man. So, um, you know, we just got to do our best and, um, you know, just take, uh, take with what we got. And, um, you know, if everything points to, yeah, this is legit and cool, then, you know, you can, uh, you can move forward. That's why I just try to deal with, you know, straight up people and people I really know. And, you know, it makes sense, you know, especially if they got a, you know, this is how it went now, this is where I got it, da, 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 da. You know, um, that's definitely a, a good thing because there's so many people out there that have this or that. And it's just so many, so many red flags. Like, you know, you're talking about that, that dude earlier. Like, yeah, fucking old cornbread mafia, roadkill skunk clone. Uh, right here, one week old, I'm going to change the game. And you're looking at this picture and it's this fucking plant that has got a weedens on it. It was, it was literally just a seedling and he's talking like this 30 year old plant. <laughs> taking pictures of them and shit. I was like, you can literally see the Cotyledons on the, uh, on the picture. Like, <laughs> you fucking kidding me? So, you know, you, you got a lot of, a lot of bullshit people out there too. So, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a tricky, tricky situation a lot of times. But, um, yeah. So as, as best as I can say, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, it's a legit one. No, I feel you for sure. And uh, I'm definitely going to go back in post-production and like audio affect his name out. <laughs> which one, which one was it? What, what did I say? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll take off. Uh, yeah, oh, 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 fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's sort of interesting that, you mentioned many of those things uh, that, you know, talking about when you get clones, you know, do you really know what they are? Things like that sort of vibe. And I guess it, it segues well into the next question, which was that although it was around before you went away, I think it's really come to the climax in the past 12 months. But the, the hop latent viroid is what I've been calling recently. It's it's the COVID of the cannabis world. You know, it's it's really really spreading around. Do you have any concerns around your plants having it? And would you ever look into any sort of like tissue culturing to try to get rid of it? If so? Yeah, I would definitely want to test everything. Um, first and foremost, and I really would like to uh, just tissue culture the whole, the whole collection. One, for backup purposes. But two, if anything's 
gone astray since I've been gone. It, it was nice. It'd be nice just to start clean, spread from scratch, you know. Plus, you know, the added vigor and all that stuff that that goes on as well. You know, that would be. Uh, I feel like a good good way to start. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And I mean. I guess it, it's probably too early for you to really give definitive answers, but are you going to be much more apprehensive and skeptical taking in clones moving forward? Oh, absolutely. I was always sketchy as shit, but I was a real sketchy dude anyhow, you know? So, um, yeah, man, you, you, that's the number one thing when people thought up is they just take in whatever. They don't quarantine and stuff. But, uh, hey, I guess now that COVID's been going on, everybody's doing quarantines on themselves, you know? It's like, do the same with those plants, you know, keep them out, out of the population and keep them locked down, you know, keep a uh, eye eye on them, don't just, you know, just throw it up into the mix and ruin your shit, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know you've spoken about it on the past, so if you if you feel like there isn't anything really more to add, I certainly understand. But we had a lot of people ask about if you have any new tips or trips for sort of your IPM or is it still largely sort of what you used to do yeah it's it's generally like it's the same as you know kind of what always was anyway and just going right back to what you just said um just just the basics are going to keep you away from even having to, to really get into any problem and fix them so you know don't take in strange shit don't let just dirty ass people up in your grow if you can help it don't let anybody in your grow um just the, the basic keep it simple um, process, you know, just be clean. Uh, don't let the animals run around the yard that come in. Um, so many things that just kind of make your life a lot easier. Keep your friend getting your pee on. Broad mites, rusted mite, um, spider mites, uh, and pythium, and a lot of other, the more, the more common things that people are dealing with. It just all starts with good, clean practices. And it's not taking anything uh, that you don't know about, especially without uh, like a proper plan. You know? So just keep it basic and follow these basic principles, and you'll find that you don't have to. Uh, you don't really have to deal with a whole lot other than concentrating on this growing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's really it. You got to resist the urge to bring in the. Uh the new silver gelato runts and and keep the keep the haram safe. So a question that was both submitted by fans and me personally, I was interested to hear about. Unfortunately, um, you ended up going away sort of not too long after one of the releases from Dominion, and so I guess people didn't really find out as much about the figure four crosses as maybe they were hoping. And so I was wondering, could you give us any sort of description slash details of the figure four and what you were hoping to bring to the table with that mail. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was a shame because I didn't really get to speak on it. Everything was tested and ready and packed up and went out, but it was literally right at the same time. I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta go deal with this right quick. And, you know, they lied about that, that bond. Of course they did, you know, <laughs> so... um I didn't get that chance to come back out and talk more in depth about it. But you, you actually, if I'm not mistaken, got to witness at least one of the steps um, that was in, in making the mail. So 
Do you remember the Ass Man? Airborne yeah. Skelly song. Yep. So that was that was the the boy that ended up getting developed and then hitting the triangle. And the whole the whole process of selecting that final male out of that hive was to hit OG type plants, chem type plants, fix structure, and still still not take too much away from what was there originally and, and build upon it. Like have you did you get to see any of like the Savage headbands? I don't know if I saw them, but I saw the the ass man and the pollination from it. Yeah, yeah. Big beefy, big beefy motherfuckers. So I really like the main things that I wanted to really get into outside of like, you know, the of course the, the funk name, the terpenes and the and the potency and all that good stuff. I wanted to take away from a lot of that that internodal spacing and I wanted to make the branching a lot stronger too. So that was that was the the main the main goal with that and just and just live them up man just reinvigorate them and get some shit that was coming out extra 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 stank but also extra extra strong higher yielding and everything too yeah that's that's a brilliant answer and uh we had another listener who was wondering you know they say look i I see duke's work with a variety of different og cushes over the years and I was just wondering, what do you prefer personally, and what do you think? GK all day, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was like writing that question, and I they they'd been like, does he like headband, ghost, triangle? And I was like, it's just triangle. Yeah, that TK, and then as far as like, because like I never considered like headband being an OG, you know. But you know, if he did, then yeah, headband and TK, of course. Yeah, nice and. Out of a personal curiosity, I remember a while back you you toyed around with the Blissful Wizard just as a like a freebie slash a little you know muck around sort of project. Is that the cutting of cookies that you think is the one you would most breed with if you were going to, or it's not necessarily your favorite cut of cookies? Um, it's really killer weed. I ain't gonna lie, that is some killer weed. Unfortunately, it veges slower than blood. Um, and like yield wise, you know, it's like, yeah, but, and it, and like I said, cookies has never really been my thing. And like, when I did that, I just, uh, you know, Savage, you know, he, he was the one that wanted me to do it. I was just making some means for him. And he's like, yeah, dude, so it's cool or whatever. And, you know, we made some for him. He's like, yeah, just give a few away just to, you know, just to be a cool guy. So yeah, it was just a just a thing, man. <laughs> yeah, nice. We had uh, a customer who had grown out the Funky Town freebie, and they were like, "I love it. I just would love to know what are the genetics." <laughs> Never. <laughs> I thought you might do that. Yeah, man. If you go into the genetics, then people start trying to get it, and it's just better just leaving leaving that part out and just stay. Just enjoy it, you know. There's something that could have been could have been sold for a high dollar, and that was the whole point. Just give it away, and uh, just let people enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I take one stab at one of the parents? Go for it. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but for some reason, I just always remembered you did that urban slice, like slice an urban slice, and for some reason, I just. 
my heart's telling me maybe that's maybe that's in it somewhere. No, no, neither either one of the either one of the parents there, and all the see all the urban slices were like I had the the tequila finos that were like tequila like I smelled straight up like fucking tequila. You know? I even made rosin smelled like you had a bottle of tequila open, and then the other ones were just like some fucking really insane orange. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. I I know it's like just most of them were better versions of tangy. I think I only tried one or two slice finos, but they were they were great, beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you know that, that was a that was a real good one. That was one of the one of the projects that got left on hold. You know that I have to have to pick up when I get out. So I was like, yeah, let me put some some dominion type orange out into the world so yeah hey before it leaves my mind you know you you mentioned ass man a while ago will we ever see that pop up in another form or it would just be through the figure four um through the figure four but we did something super cool and i did it (laughs) i did it for bean brains because he hooked me up with that mtf you know just to grow out and shit yeah and i just thought it'd be a cool thing it's like bucket that asked me and we got really 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 good on that and uh so i hit it and i just sent him a huge huge bag of seeds and uh, i was like hey he's like, what do you want me to do with them i was like do whatever man grow them breed them you know uh sell them do breed them then sell them whatever you want this is just my way of saying thank you for you know passing something really special and old to me to you know grow and enjoy and um and he did that so i guess um I guess probably by the time this comes out, it'll probably have already, already have happened. He, uh, being the good dude that he is, is like bagging them up, sending them to James Bean, and we're gonna we're gonna put them, put them out there, you know, to to hook you up. I was like, man, you're too much, man. <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Yeah, the MTF cross with the ass man, fucking Christmas tree, fucking buds, some like orange citrusy crazy shit going on and just put your dick in the dirt type potency on the on the heavy narcotic end that's awesome yeah you know as you it as you called start, thunder hole <laughs> <laughs> as you started saying that i was like oh i forgot to mention ak bean brains earlier because he he had mentioned to me that he was going to do that and i was like oh he he donated some strands as well um yeah man. that's cool that's that's really cool to hear i dig that a lot now you got me thinking i think there was someone else Anyway, who knows? Probably not important. But um, yeah, kudos to AK Bean Brains, a, a really lovely yeah. guy who's always been very lovely and helpful. I mean, now let's go back to what we were talking about just a moment ago. And we were sort of in the realms of skunk and, you know, the slice has got that skunk in it, stuff like that. A lot of people are wondering, do you still have, you know, original skunk seeds available to you or are you working with the hybrids now? Um, I still have uh, seeds from the last time I did a filial on them. Um, I'd done so much work, you know, hybridizing them and, and, and working them in different ways, seeing what's happening, what's not happening. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to the starting point unless it's a whole, a whole another another project that I, that I found myself into. Um, and I don't, I don't really have much of that on my on my mind at, at the moment, you know? So, um, I would use something I've hybridized it in 
to to go forward in a on a project if if I was going to go go that direction, you know. Um, now, like with the slice, for instance, you know, it was like uh, what <laughs> was that? So like Cali O, it was just a weird stunt number one, you know, type. So that's what like my curiosity fell with that. I was like, if I hit it with more skunk one, like what what happened, you know? And it was it was pretty pretty fucking awesome. So. Yeah, I I agree. And you've you've sort of got me interested now. What are your thoughts on the reincarnated version of Super Sativa Seed Club that's popped its head out? I don't know if you've paid much attention to it or even got a particular opinion on it, but I'd be curious to know. Yeah, it went. It happened right after, or I mean, excuse me, right before I went in. And it had happened a couple times prior to that, and then people found out it was just like a fake or a scam. Um so I heard it, and then I, then I then I was gone. So I never I never got to really look back into it, and it's kind of just kind of like you just reminded me about that. So I have to have to look at it like it's legit, right? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but I, I guess the the if I sort of wanted to give you the dot points and have you reflect on those, I would say number one. There's no strain they're currently selling now that was one of the former ones. What they're selling now are new strains. And there's only one or two that I can see that are of older lineage. So I guess with those dot points in mind, I'm sort of a little bit skeptical. And and likewise, it hasn't made any waves since releasing those strains. I would, uh, I would, uh, I could see where that would happen. Um, like the thing that I saw like before I went out, which kind of was just like why I just kind of didn't really think about it much, was like when I saw it and somebody linked me to it, they had like a like a cookie hybrid, and like you said, there was nothing at all from from back then. I was like, eh, yeah. uh, all right. So, um, so yeah, I mean that that's that'd be that'd be my thoughts, you know, it's a little a little odd. I mean, fuck, you got. Like I said, back to uh, AK Bean Brains, probably like, God, you put talking about me. But uh, I mean, just going back to him and some other other folks that he hangs around, like, dude, even they got old stock that they're working with and bringing back. Like, how are you the the, the main the main company? And you know, so that would you know, because like that's what people would would ideally want. I mean, not to say they wouldn't want anything new, but. You know, you would like to think you'd see some of the old or at least some of the old hybridized or some of the new or, you know, some all new creation, something, you know, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think I'm, I'm probably good on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I was surprised when I saw the cookie hybrids and stuff, but I was like, oh, well, but you know, the other thing I was thinking about is all of the notable SSC, uh, sorry, SSSC strains were ones that we're pretty confident like they weren't breeding in Amsterdam like you know like the the skunk comes from Virginia and Williams Wonder from Oregon and so it's like they weren't the breeders anyway right and that that was the thing is like they were like a a distribution company and like even like you know Saul worked for him uh, for a while as like one of the distributors you know like he would <coughs> mail you know mail the packs out everything um but all the, the the company was like it was like a collection of breeders from all over the place that all put their put their works under 
under that line, like a, like a record label or something. And that's what made them really awesome as what I felt is like, cause you got such diversity and so many different people, styles, taste that made that awesome, you know? So, um, yeah, like that, that, that was a cool, cool thing. So yeah, it's like it, so it's not surprising, you know, um, a lot of those guys probably like, nah, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm, I'll just hold on to my shit or they're just not giving a fuck anymore. It's just not what they do. You know, it was a long time ago. Yeah, certainly. I mean, sort of in that same vein, I'm not sure if you've seen, but Todd McCormick is selling what looks to realistically be like real deal Northern Lights and including the predecessors because he's been able to strike up a relationship with the guy who seems quite legitimately verified as... Um, yeah, well, I know, I know uh, Greg. Yeah, and so I guess I'm interested to know... Does that sort of pique your curiosity at all, given it does seem to be some reasonable proof that it could be legit or not so much? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because especially like when it's, you know, like a guy, I don't know him like, you know, personally or anything, but, you know, he's, he's a stand up dude, has a good reputation of being a stand up dude, and stand up people deal with the guy, like, you know, that, you know, his, his reputation precedes him, you know? So there's that. Um, you know, and now Greg, you know, like that, it's, that's, that's legit. Right. So that, that, that tells me like, you know, Hey, for me, like that's a go for sure. You know, I, I would get it. I would grow it. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I guess I was just curious, like particularly because he's also selling like skunk and I was like, Ooh, I wonder if that had caught your eye either. Well, I haven't, I haven't got Really, it's been so busy just answering all the DMs. I'm still answering ones from almost two weeks ago. Fucking, um, so yeah, just catching up with people and working on like some of the new projects like the slow one and the new fun, other, other little things. Um, it's been taking up a lot of time plus doing the whole song and dance of here. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'll definitely, definitely have to take a look at it all man yeah look i i you know what I, I sort of feel bad as a as i hear you say that because i i understand where you're coming from you're probably probably still figuring out what weighs up and down <laughs> you don't have time to do that sort of <laughs> stuff one of the more light-hearted questions we got was uh how much did you miss barbecue a lot god so much like just all food food just human food in general like is was greatly greatly missed you know so uh yeah just food in general man but yeah barbecue especially at least that's, that's a, definitely a big one on the list <laughs> very barbecue deficient in my system now <laughs> so we had another person who was wondering they sort of were hoping to get some clarification on what exactly skunk you were using. And I think that maybe what they're referring to is like maybe sometimes it said basic skunk, sometimes it said skunk. And are they the same thing? Because I think if you look online, something says basic skunk is like NL5 skunk or something. But yeah, just hoping to get some clarification around like what was it that you were toying with exactly? Yeah, so like if, if it was, you know, skunk one, it was, you know, noted as noted as stump one, and it's just old DVC Club Scott the stock. They got filial, uh, filially inbred, 
um, over the course of course of years, just maintaining it or whatever. Um, and then the basic side, yeah, is like an L skunk, an L skunk, like a Shiva skunk, uh, you know, an L, you know, a Shiva skunk is an L skunk. So that was a that was a hybrid of totally totally different different thing. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, more indica influence, you know, uh, and more a little bit heavier on the uh, on the nar- narcotic, you know, side of things. Yeah. Look, in that same vein, we'd received about three questions from people who were just curious about specifically one of the parents in the local H, the cuttlefish hash plant. They were just wondering if you could give us any information on it. There's even I myself looked around, very little info about it online. Oh yeah, it wasn't and like when we had this back in the days before the big, you know, legal weed world and all that really blown up. And it was kind of a tight tight little cut being held you know back then um really 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 strong shit uh skunky nose on it um nice fat fat fucking buds strong branch like it you know it's it's hard hard to beat um and unfortunately like you know that's that's not my not my possession anymore you know so that you know the closest thing i have to me relations is the one thing that it's in and i don't i don't know anybody that's got it anymore the one dude that hooked it up you know he's 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 dead now so um yeah i really couldn't tell you i'd, I'd be surprised to ever ever see it again but who knows be cool somebody's holding on to it out there yeah maybe but i mean like the local h it feels like that embodies some of the characteristics i'd have to imagine right Oh yeah, absolutely. It came out a lot, a lot on the smell and the effect, you know. Um, and then having that that sour diesel in the mix too, and just you know, really, really brought all these good points together. Like you, you smoke local and, and it's pure, you know what I mean. So uh, you, you kind of know what I'm what I'm talking about. Some funky ass weed. Oh yeah, and and even the local hybrids I've tried are all killer, like consistently. Yeah. Yeah, it was a definitely a definitely a, just it was a good breeder too, and just this non finicky plant grows great. great. It's got about everything that you want in it, you know. So it's like a no brainer to uh, you know toy around with it a little bit and say, you know, well, let's see what happens, you know. And then the hybrid, God, yeah, it's still winner. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So someone had a question about the shine apple, and it's interesting because I'd sort of noticed some of these things they raise myself, but they say, what percentage approximately of the shine apple phenos have like that leaf mutation where it's like just, you know, one or a couple of leaves? And specifically the reason why they were asking is because the, this person likes, you know, those sort of mutant plants and, and we're just wondering what's their chances, how many packs would they need to buy to be sort of reasonably certain they might come across one? You can find a freak in every pack, man. Uh, that was definitely a freaky one. Oh, really? It was. It was that sort of uh, high. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Like it. Like even in my testing phase, like when they're in veg, I was like, "Oh shit, what we got going on here?" I was like, oh, "It's going to be really good or really bad." So let's uh, let's see what goes goes down here, you know. And uh, yeah, man, came out came out killer. But yeah, definitely, you see a lot of freaks. 
And how do you approach that commercially as a breeder where you're like, look, this killer seed line, but there's some people who just might not like they might just think, oh, it's a runt. I've got to cull it. And like they, and you know what I mean? They're sort of preemptively doing things without realizing. Do you have to consider that or it's just irrelevant to you? Mm, I mean, what, you know, whatever people who are going to do, uh, and ultimately, ultimately they're going to do, uh, if they see freaks or, or runs or anything and they, they decide to call it, it's like, that's generally a, a, always been a bad move. Like most of the best plants I've ever grown were a little bit slower, um, a little bit freakish, you know, and it's just, I always figured like, you know, the ones that were a little slower is like they were taking their energy. It's going to go somewhere. It's got that energy in the plant that's going to be producing something. And obviously it's not biomass and fast vegging. So uh, I'm thinking uh, it's going to be later on in, in flower. And uh, typically, yeah, it's always super off the chart, frosty and stinky or something, you know, like that energy went somewhere just, you know, like that, like talking about the whiz early, like it should frosty as fuck stinking ass weed really killer but the slowest vegging thing i think i've ever grown <laughs> and definitely a mutant like is a weird looking thing yeah definitely well I, I was wondering have you ever seen any other cuttings where like when you do a certain combination you equally get these weird mutants yeah um i used to always notice uh when I was growing a lot of bogs work, I would get a lot of petiole buds, you know, like little, little weird things like that. Um, there were certain other things I've grown, like where I get like the flat, the flat stem, you know, that's like, you know, not round, it's flat. Um, weird leaf mutations and shit like that. You know, I've, I've always kind of encountered it fairly, fairly regularly, you know, um, and even like when you start growing out larger, larger numbers and shit, yeah, you'll you'll see a lot of little odd, odd little things, you know. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. Interesting. You'll have to make like your own duck's foot out of it. Yeah. <laughs> long term, long term. While we're on the topic of cultivation, I want to quickly get this one out there. Earlier on, you mentioned with the purple dahlia that um, you know, you put a warning on the pack saying, you know, this can can harm. And I was reading about it, and you're sort of saying, you know, if you feed humic acid with these G13 hash plant hybrids, like it can just sometimes happen. And I guess the question yeah, is, doesn't like it. You know? Yeah, like how long did it take you to figure that out? That seems like it would have taken me like a lifetime to be like, it's the humic. <laughs> no, not not long, man. Um, so, you know, when when testing, you know, as you know, like you know, I would I would try to put things through the ringer, like purpose, go on purpose, you know. And there were other things that I would I would do where I'm like not feeding at all, you know, just plain water, just to see what. Like, are you still going to get the results of just straight up water? Um, and when when doing that, the ones that were getting a feed with the uh, with the humic and everything, certain ones would pop up. Like, hey, what what are you what are you doing there? You know, and you know, one with the one with the plain plain water wasn't. You know, so I'm like, all right, like it's a feeding thing. So let me uh, let me back off on on a lot of things. You know. And I think I just went just straight up dragonfly, fat flowers, 
And then I think I just made like a back one or two with some earthworm castings and then it didn't happen. So I'm like, all right. So I doubt it's just aloe water or, you know, anything else that, that might've, might've been hit with it. And I was like, what about the humic? So then I reintroduced humic and, and boom, then it happened again. So take it away, nothing, give it to it, boom. And not every single, you know, you know, but certain ones it, it happened like that and when you do it does and when you don't it don't so that told me like hey you know you know humix uh humix doing it right here and i'm just guessing with the 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 more uptake of uh phosphorus at that time it just it didn't like that you know it just wasn't wasn't digging it interesting yeah i mean that's actually it makes sense like you're able to sort of systematically figure it out like that i i like that a lot yeah because you know i don't feed much you know it's pretty pretty simple pretty simple approach so not a whole whole lot of things to really diagnose you know yeah yeah no that that actually simplifies it quite a bit well we've just got a few fan submitted questions before we get into the final ones i kind of like that a new thing man that you're doing we've got one from our buddy true cannabis and he says what's your favorite chem dog cutting and what's if you had to give just one definitive answer what strain do you think was the bud that the first chem seeds came from <laughs> oh cannabis good good question kudos so yeah, that second one threw me off because I don't know what I'm going to say, but um, what was the first question? I'm What's sorry, your favorite Kim Cut? Oh, Kim Cut, that's right. Uh, 91, 91 hands down. Um, that was, uh, that one's, I think, you know, to me, I think it's the, that's the best one. Here, here. Mm-hmm. So on the Kim, where do I think it came from as far as like just the mom or both parents? If if you yeah, um, just the female. What was the actual bud that the seed came out of? I, I, I'm gonna put my dollar on Skelly Hash Point. Good answer, good answer. And so uh, the next question: uh, What's your overall all-time favorite strain? Oh, a fucked up question. You're a monster. <laughs> um, that's so impossible. You know, that's such an impossible because it depends on you know the time of day and everything else. Oh man, I can't even answer that. Man, that, that's just that's hard. One of all right. How about I, I make it a bit easier for you? One of the final questions we normally ask is if I'm going to drop you off on an island and you can take three strains with you for the rest of your life. They can either be clones or you can just take a pack of the seeds. What are you going to take? Okay. <sighs> Fuck. You're a real bastard. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Local H, Screaming Eagle, and 91. Nice. You got you got a lot of uh, different bases. Or maybe even Hoodoo. Yeah, like, but yeah, that, that, that would, I think that would be good to go there. That's good. And would you take just your clones or would you take a pack of seeds of each? If I was taking uh, Hoodoo, definitely a pack. Screaming Eagle, take a pack of seeds. Just because you're on a desert island, like, you know, what else you got to do? There's something to do, right? Um, and yeah, then if it was like 91 and local, it would just be the, be the yeah. plan. Yeah, I feel you. 
Okay, so the next one, this is an interesting one that I've sort of been wondering a bit myself. Do you have any idea what's causing more and more weed to have those tiny little premature seeds in the calyxes? Yeah, so me and my, my boy Pig Farmer, um, we had this talk back in like, it was like 2016 even. And we call them like micro beans, you know. Um, I, I I just really went with because it wasn't every genetic, you know what I mean. There's a certain thing, and we we were really you know leaning like it, it's a feeding a feeding thing. Are we are we pushing too hard? You know what I mean. Is, is that what it is, or is it the actual thing that we are feeding? You know. So we got the got the thinking about that. And what I came to was like, look, you grow your clone your way on the regimen that you're doing. And he was on like a very strict regimen. You know, he's he's a he was a real producer. Like that dude, my God, that dude pumped some fucking butt out and I'm of the highest, highest quality, you know. So um I take the same stuff and I'm growing it growing it on my on my own doing it totally on my way and when i was doing it i wasn't i wasn't getting those and he still was um same type of lighting right the same same environmental so we could we could scratch scratch that part um but it, it's it was something to do with the, the nutrient and i i guess i feel like if it's not a very particular ingredient in a nutrient that was in their line that wasn't you know something i was doing or it just came from just pushing too hard because the weird thing was you wouldn't see any bananas you didn't see any herm but yet these little bastards would would pop up from something somewhere you know so and like i said they never developed from tiny little micro beans so that one still to this day that one would kind of elude me but it, it's something something to do with either an ingredient that you know, certain people have in a regimen that they're feeding um, or pushing hard. So if you're if you're that person and you know you're not pushing hard, um, look look at look at what you are feeding, and then just try to start pulling things out. You know, one at a time until you until you figure it. Because if you figure it out, then you save a lot of people a whole lot of trouble. You know. Yeah, I I hadn't actually thought of that, but that's that's a pretty reasonable explanation, isn't it? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, another question we got, which is actually something I would love to know the answer to, is what is your preferred way to collect pollen? Ideally, to sort of store. So storing pollen's kind of kind of kind of tricky. Um, Long term, I guess. You know, like when I think storing, I'm thinking like you're putting it away for for a later date and time um the main key to it is when you're sifting it out like you really got to sift that shit there cannot be any any plant material at all um preferably in a low humidity environment you know that would be a bonus because the your main enemy is going to be moisture at the end of the day that's so going to sterilize it so make sure that you got no plant material in it um, because of course that plant there's no moisture in it and you're, you're fucked and then, uh, keep it away from moisture. And when you're putting it away, um, you know, make sure that it's not, not going to incur any, any moisture there either. So very well sealed up 
to where uh, you're not rapidly changing temperature. Because one thing I noticed with a bite, put some weight, did everything perfect, brings it right out of the freezer, sets it down on the table, and he's just got it, got it in this little Rubbermaid type thing. He cuts open the, the food saver bag, it sits there. Hey, what happens when you get real cold coming into a warm, warm area? Get condensation. And he fucking kills it all. <laughs> so don't, don't do that. So, um, my little tip of the day, and huh, yeah, that's, that's cool. I just realized it'd be a play on words. Tip of the day, Q tip. So here's your Q tip of the day. Um, collect pollen on Q tips. Like, and this is like, you know, for the small batch. Like you're just making shit at home just to see what's up. Not for making a, a fuck ton of seed, of course. Yeah. But <clears throat> just taking it <clears throat> and getting two Q-tips and getting them all nice and covered in pollen and put them in bags, seal them up, and then put them away for, for a later time. And I could take those out and uh, pollinate, you know, just single buds, you know, to get, you know, 50 seeds. So, you know, so you can, you can do that for the hobbyist. Um, for the guys who are making uh, shit tons of seed, well, and y'all are big boys, y'all, y'all can figure it out. <laughs> good answer, good answer. I tried to do it in the past myself with flour, and that that is not a good method. I don't like it either, man. I'm like, I don't like to add anything to it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think the flour like sterilizes it and is maybe even hydroscopic in itself. But anyway. This is one that, like, it's almost redundant, but I feel like we have to ask at this point. Do you think that we're ever going to get, like, a roadkill skunk that comes out to the community, or do you think we're going to recreate it, or do you think it's just maybe not entirely what we remember? No, I think I think that a lot of times people will have some, some really skunky weed, and, like, I hate the word or the term roadkill skunk, you know. Um, it's from all the shit that goes along with it from that, especially like that one guy. But anyway, so um, I think a lot of people don't really hit the genetic potential on a lot of their growing. Um, certain plants are more forgiving in the terpenoid range, like, you know, Durbins and cookies and Jack hairs and a lot of things. It just doesn't matter at all. The smell always comes out. And there's a lot of things. You really got to nail it, man. And you're not going to see a whole lot of that outside of organic that are done like really, really primo. So I think a lot of times people get the stuff and they, they don't hit the, uh, they don't hit the marks and they, they add it. They just didn't, they didn't quite get it. Um, I do believe that, yeah, somebody, somebody could definitely put it out there, you know, and work it, take, you know, years of work and put it into a seed form and, you know, have everybody rant and rave and, try to rip it off and you know act like fucking assholes about it um but you know that that's gonna take a special type of person who wants to do all that <laughs> and uh that ain't, ain't gonna be me <laughs> so so yeah i mean it's it's there it's there to be work it's just you know somebody somebody's gonna have to put in the work to do it and decide what they're gonna do at the, at the end of the journey if they're gonna put it out there or just hang on to it and be happy. It's kind of, kind of preserved, you know, but there's just so many things that could be, you know, skunky weed, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, it's not a pure skunk variety or anything like that. 
a lot of you know Afghan hybrids, ash plant hybrids, and all types of stuff that can give them the desired effect at the end of the day. But then ultimately, it's going to be up to the grower to you know do their thing and and grow it because back when we had a lot of skunky weed, you know, people grew up a little bit differently too. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of inputs that people don't don't use nowadays that were being being used back then and people miss out on a lot of that stuff too. Uh, it's just, just my two cents on it. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I definitely think that the style in which we grow now versus then has something to do with it for sure. But, that brings us on to the final quickfire questions and I'm going to have to word this one. I'm going to have to think a little bit about how I word it, but basically I'm wondering if there were theoretically people in jail who did smoke weed, was there a yeah. particular experience that people thought was quite memorable? Um, yeah, so I got, a, I got a story about a friend, an alleged friend. She might have allegedly done that, right? And instantly, he's like, oh, man. Because, like, by the way, they pissed at you there. So just, you know, like, it can, it can get hit randomly. If you, you piss 30, like, it, it's a very bad thing. So <laughs> all the time, he's like, hey, man, hey, right, you think I'm good? You, you think I'm all right? You, you think I'm fine? I'm like, oh, no, dude, you're fucked, man. Uh, you know, like, they're, they're going to know. It's like, oh man, man. I mean, this is like within an hour. His eyes are already off. Oh man, like, oh, should I just drink a bunch of water? What should I do? They're just total fucking paranoia. And this goes on for, for weeks. Like, I mean, you, you think I'm okay by now. Like, I'm, you know, and I'm like, yeah, mine's fat. Well, I'm not really fat. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. You put on a, put on a couple pounds. Like, I don't know, man. It's pretty iffy. Oh man. Oh, you think they're going to call me? Uh, <laughs> dude. And I enjoyed fucking with him every fucking day because I passed on the on the opportunity allegedly if that ever happened and um and for for that reason because I know that that would be just probably the worst thing to fucking do like it'd be great but on the same token man it'd just be horrible you would instantly regret it on the exhale you know, it would not be enjoyable at all you know. For sure, man. That's that's an interesting one. I, I hope uh, your friend was was all good. Oh yeah, yeah. Allegedly, he was he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all he was all good. So the next question is: What's the one cutting you miss the most? Um, like currently in this in this moment, like if I had one, just rock it out real quick. Well, like, just overall, something you had at some point in the past that just isn't around anymore, and you're like, man, I miss that. And Cuttlefish was a pretty big, pretty big hit, and we were already talking about it earlier, so, you know, yeah, that's that's definitely, definitely that one, and I had a, uh, I had a female um, out of a sour IBL, um, from back in the day that was like way better than the original original uh sour and uh, i missed that one a lot that was fucking that shit was awesome yeah good one to pick good one to pick so the next question is is there a question that you wish you could ask one of the other breeders out there alive or dead 
<sighs> I would probably if I had the if I had to pick one, I'll pick somebody who's no longer with us because if they're alive still, I still got that chance, you know. Um and there's a lot of dudes, you know, alive that I'd still like to stick it with and just, you know, talk to. Like I know Shawnee Bottle was always one of always kinda wanted to kind of pick his pick his brain a little bit. He's a good one. No. Uh, there's a few, but probably have to go with Bill Neville to sit down with him. I'd have a lot of a lot of questions too. Because he got to see so many things grown on such a large scale back then. Um it'd be, you know, asking about all types of little little traits, you know, that, that he was picking up on in these large populations that led him to to do what he did. Because they were they were truly starting from very, very swaggy beginnings, man. And to see the work that he ended up with at the at the end, that was me or at least fucking amazing. Those guys were really fucking doing it, man. And you know, yeah. So yeah, that that would be one, my one probably. Brilliant answer, brilliant answer. I'd probably have to likewise do the same. Second last question: What's the most disappointing weed experience you ever had? So maybe it's like something that was really hyped and just fell short. <laughs> oh man, that's a dangerous question. Um, there have been so many. Um, Yeah, and I don't think I could pick just just one. I'm thinking like things that I've I've grown personally, but um, I'd probably say like you've been with me, you've been with me at the shows before, yeah. So can you remember people like just bring you bring you random buds and everything else? Yeah. Um. There was a lot of fucked up bud that would come our way. And that's why I'd take them aside and tell them, like, yeah, don't feed kelp and alfalfa through the whole cycle. You're fucking yourself up here. And then later they'd come back and be like, wow, it made all the difference in the world. And like, yeah, for sure. Um, and sometimes see stuff with powdery mildew on it and everything. Um, I guess, man. I don't even want to say it because you're like, oh, just a hater, you know, because it, it wasn't even the, the real. So, like, back in the day, like, I got turned on to, like, the smoke some cookies that was, like, the real, the real legit cut. I, I liked that. Like, that was, that was pretty good. But it was, like, some of the, the offshoots or the knockoffs was, like, wow, this is just, you just get kind of, like, a little buzz for a few minutes and it's gone, you know. Tastes good, but it's just nothing. No sustenance to it, man. It's just not not doing anything. And like when you hear the person that that's got it talk, just raving about it, you know, and you're just like, yeah, I don't know, man. That that real one was, you know, kind of kind of kind of what's up, you know. But uh, I don't know. I was let down by a lot of the by the hybrids and shit like that. Yeah, look, certainly not a sentiment new to us. We've heard that before for sure. Yeah, there's like a few of them that stood out like really good. Like Exotic Mike had that cookies and cream. That was like really good. 
you know um there were like a few that stood out i was like wow that's, that's actually good um but yeah a lot of men were just like yeah whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i think everyone's grown out of cookie hybrid before and usually you find some weird mutant in there that just totally fails and you're like okay okay we're done here um so our final question for this one if you had to pick one genetic or strain that's just going to be erased from existence and all the prodigy from it are gone (laughs) which one you're going to do oh my god um i'm gonna i'm gonna answer this and everybody's like oh yeah he's gonna say cookie no i'm gonna take out beasters all right i'm gonna take out the fucking beasters the top 44 or whatever you want to call it the viking that fucking clone and the beasters yeah that needs to be striking stricken from uh from existence for sure but yeah that that was a that was a bad heavy non-resonating shitty buds that got slung for way too much money across college campuses and heady boys you know like is <laughs> yeah fuck the beasters dude yeah it needs to be gone stricken from the record i love it man a humanitarian at heart doing something for the people it's beautiful yeah it, it needs to be put with lex luther in that fucking plate glass thing or no the dudes from superman or whatever. they put him in the glass like send him in outer space <laughs> that's when the, the beasters needs to go with them <laughs> well i i think that just about brings us to the end of for this one were there any comments or shout outs you wanted to make man um just to everybody that you know has supported before during and after everything um thank y'all so much and uh, got a lot of cool shit coming uh in the future and thanks for uh coming along on the journey um any of the, the fuckers out there, you know what I mean? Uh, eat shit and fucking die. <laughs> Straight up. Um, luckily, that ain't, ain't very many people, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I don't, don't want to be a negative guy. So um, just thanks to everybody. And uh, a lot of cool stuff coming in the future. And uh, definitely going to pay it back and pay it forward. And uh, do a good job for everybody. And a lot of cool shit coming down the pipe and onwards and upwards and, and it's just you know how it is man you mention one person right and you, you start going down the list if you fucking slip and forget that one person they're gonna, they're gonna be fucking pissed so I'm not gonna go down that route everybody knows you know got a lot of love for me and uh, I know I got a lot of love for them back so y'all know who you are and uh, yeah thanks for everything so again, you know, a huge thank you for coming back on the show, the the Skunk Commander and the man behind Dominion Seed Co., Duke Diamond. Thank you again. And thank you for having me on, buddy. You know, I like I like your, as you would say, I'm very very keen, very keen on you and your uh, your podcast. So there we have it, friends. What do you think? Good to hear from our buddy Duke. I've got a soft spot for him as well. 
As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, Seeds here now, number one seed bank in the game. Corporate Biological Systems, you know them, you love them. Check them out for all the predators to keep your garden happy and healthy. ProMix Connect, the best mycorrhiza in the game. Shout out to our buddies at Charlie's Cannabis, best counter in the game. If you're in Oklahoma, hit them up, guys. You will not find better quality, trust me. And last but not least, a huge shout out to the Patreon supporters. You guys are the lifeblood of the show. We could make episodes happen without you. If you'd like to help support the show and ensure future episodes happen, please go check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the podcast. Exclusive unheard content, additional episodes, so much more. Check it out. I think that just about does it, guys. I'll catch you for the next one. See you.